Hi, Stacia here. I am so excited that you're joining us to hear the tales of the BFGs on D4. Now let's get to it. Hey everybody, and welcome to D4. Last time on Definitive Distinction and Devastating Delirium. The BFGs returned to the tavern to find Kara a bit distraught, having found Pixel and Yosef on the roof staring at the stars the night before. Kara informs them that she has dropped Yosef off at the Hospice of St. Lospin for observation and hopes that he will not endanger himself or her daughter anymore. Uh, Daklin and Star play a game of dragon's chess while Pixel seems distant in the background. Seisha takes her on a ride with Bernie to help lift her spirits and learns she is upset that Yosef is gone and that they were just looking at the beautiful night sky and there was nothing to worry about. Uh, Daklin beats Sky in the game of wizards, as uh, Seisha called it, as he jumps for joy, accidentally knocking the game uh, and Sky's wine over. As everything lands and spill, spills, Sky's jumps uh, up in a panic, startled, and immediately heads over to the silks. Sky is very is a very superstitious man, and when asked, he tells them that he saw a bad omen, where the pieces fell and the wine spilled across it. A city consumed by blood or darkness, a red sky maybe, something to do with a mother and a father, something with pawns or puppets, something with death and water deep. But the signs are never clear, but Sky did say the last time he saw an omen like this was the day, the 10 day before his brother's death. They also learn of a guest of Voss's who has turned the upstairs into a brothel. And Kara thinks that's not the kind of business they should be running with so many youngsters around. Voss heads up to find a man coming out of his room, buttoning up his shirt, where he threatens him to the point that the man probably will never step foot in the field or in the North Ward again. But Voss enters to find a naked woman with an atrocious voice. The woman then morphs into a naked Voss, minus all the burn scars, revealing that the woman to be the doppelganger Voss had gotten out of Castle Waterdeep's dungeons. Voss tells them that they are never to do that again, but to stay close because Voss has a plan that will pay well. They all then reconvene in the common room and go over the plan for the gala and Starbuckler. They ride a paper bird to the winter's wind and tell him that they must meet in person on shield meet to deliver the body. Voss, Seisha, and V head over to Fala's to get some flowers, healing potions, and antidotes as Fala asks them to help with some prep for the floral arrangements, as Davil is already upstairs. <clears throat> with the others leaving, Voss heads up to talk to Davil, inform informing him that he has plans with Starbuckler and needs assistance. Gariel will be there, but Voss needs a date, and not to worry, Davil knows the perfect match. He also learns that the creature Althalid described was most likely an imp, and that Voss should not meddle with the affairs of devils, ever. And this is the most concerned and serious he's ever seen Davil before. The next day, they all head to meet with Karnan at his art gallery. There they learn something has rattled their employer and tells Karnan about, that they have ties with the Red Wing, planting the seed of doubt even further into Karnan against the robes. They spend the rest of the day heading to the field ward to continue to train and teach the residents. And throughout the past few days, 
Petunia has felt strange whenever she divined anything or used her portent. And on the way back from the field ward, Petunia spots several bodies on the ground that she sees to be her family. She then watches as they stand, their mouths agape and stretched as thousands of kippers begin to pour out. As she screams, no one else sees this. But as they all run to try and find what is attacking them, hurting Petunia, they see a massive quadrupedal creature with a massive maw of sharp teeth and a long, and long teeth-covered tongue that pulls itself from the shadows of a cornered building, seeming to bend reality itself doing so. As they square off against the Far Realm creature, two of the silent horned flying creatures, known to the BFGs as Tickle Monsters, come in and drop off a strange satyr that they saw from a beer and a tentacle-armed octopus like creature that Seisha, Voss, and Vinley encountered on the boat ride into Waterdeep. Seisha quickly decapitates the sea spawn creature and ignites her wings as she takes flight uh, after the winged ones perched in the roofs around them. The quadruped creature continues to blink out of existence, appearing next to party members one by one that separate from the group. Petunia continues to fight the visions she is seeing as her mind is racked with pain and fear and even into the depths of the void. But she is able to overcome it with the help of Harold's inspiring words. Working together, they are able to put an end to these creatures as they dissolve into a black and silvery metallic liquid before dissipating entirely. Seisha frustrated as none of them will engage her as she chases them around the field of battle to no avail. They did get help from a masked ally as the Black Viper appeared on a ledge firing helping shots from a hand crossbow to aid them, her eyes almost never leaving Voss. Headed home, Seisha tells Voss her worry over her corrupted Solar, and Petunia and Harold find comfort in each other's arms for the night, otter puns and all. So cute. <laughs> you all awaken after a hard night's sleep haunted by the unknown horrors of what you witnessed the night before. Pure exhaustion from a long day and the small comfort of knowing you destroyed the creature that seemed to be hunting you was the only solace you had to fight back the oppressive questions that circled your mind. What was that creature? Why was it hunting you? Why did it seem to target Petunia? Who sent it? And what will they do in its failure? The summer sun pours in with the light, uh, light sounds of tweeting songbirds outside your window, fluttering towards the Zephyr's post nearby. Voss, you wake with a pressing headache, like a hangover. The light washing over you through the window feels brighter than usual, and the sounds seem to be drowned out in a subtle white noise. At first, you think you were poisoned, maybe. Maybe someone slipped it in and at night again? Maybe the Black Viper stopped by, or maybe something worse. That is, until you focus on the noise and you hear a faint repetition of words. Tegalt, Aranax, Golor, the Sovereignty, Zaifu, blind, 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 all overlaced on top of each other within an endless counting, all just on the cusp of comprehension. I if possible, wish to come into myself and discuss with the stone. 
attempting to assuage its fears or try to find out exactly what's agitating it. Um, okay. What do you say? Yeah. We are so very, very close to making you whole. But this night, tonight, it is imperative above all of the times that you attempt to control yourself and be silent. I'm begging you, please. There is someone there who apparently knows the location of your last eye. I promise we will follow his lead. But I just need a bit more time. We are so close to finally giving you what you want, your completeness, and no longer being blind. So please, I ask that you just be patient for a little while longer. Unlike before, where the voice was calm and soothing in your mind, it's almost as if nails on a chalkboard against your brain. I will not wait once we have this lead. I must be whole. I am tired of being blinded so long. I understand. I am doing what I can. You know I am. We are so very close. But if we fall now, you may never find it. So I ask you, for your own sake, if for no other, please, patience. Make a persuasion check. Yep. Can Harold, can I envision Harold? You cannot. <laughs> I mean, you can. All day, every day. <laughs> it won't help. Uh, maybe. Uh, 16. Okay. Okay. You get... That white noise is still there. But it's not oppressive. It's not, yeah, it's not pressing against your inner skull like a headache, like yeah. a migraine. But where it, your words used to convince it to fully retract in on itself, now there's just a slight dull reminder. Boss rubs his temples. But knowing the urgency of the matter at hand, we'll go down and meet the rest for presumably breakfast before we head off. Okay. No doubt expecting company of a poor sort later in the day. <laughs> All right. Um, is there anything anybody wants to do before, like with each other, before we get into the day? Harold? Yeah. You know how to dance, right? He looks over at Petunia, who clearly looks, <laughs> and he looks back and he's like, yeah. Can you give dance lessons today? Right now? I mean, you know, I don't know how to dance. It occurred to me last night when I was trying to go to bed and I laid awake for another two hours thinking about it. Uh, he looks over at Petunia. Do you know how to dance? Define dancing. Okay, we're going to take that as a no. And so okay. we're going to just 
train together. We're all going to train together. And I will teach you all how to dance. And uh, if if you see V doing the arm swing thing with the snapping, that's not a part of it. She just does that sometimes. And we're really going to have to dissuade her from doing that. She does this like arm swing. It's great, but it's not gala material. So... Um, I don't think she likes that. Not unusual. He turns and looks like, no, he doesn't look. He looks, he's, she's right behind me, isn't she? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, hey, I was going to teach everybody how to dance. Yeah, it's called style and flair. Okay. understand. That's, <laughs> he looks at his coat, looks at his accordion, his mask on his shoulder. He goes, yeah, I don't know the first thing about flash or flare, that's for sure. No, she said style and flare. I didn't say anything about style. <laughs> I will, uh, I will, uh, I guess I'll teach everybody how to dance. Yeah, okay. So, and you do. Petunia as much as I can, of, of course. Of course, of course. So, most of the day is dull in the sense of adventuring, but still draught with peril and, and anxiousness as Harold and V both prep everyone with refreshers on noble etiquette, quick lessons on formal dancing, uh, which you all notice Voss seemingly pick up pretty quickly after being coaxed by Seisha to join her. The rest of the day is filled with small errands, such as picking up your orders from Fala, last-minute supply runs to prep the bar for both Midsummer and Shield Me. It isn't long before the day has already escaped you as most of you prep hair, makeup, and a multitude of layers of nobles' vestments in preparation for the night's gala. A knock comes at the door as the first to arrive is Renair Never Ember. His rose gold hair pulled back into a low and well-groomed ponytail. He seems, and he smiles at the wildness of everyone scattering trying to prepare and in his hands, he clutches a small black leather cigar-style box. He looks well-dressed, but nothing overly eye-catching as to not stand out too noticeably in a crowd. And trading his typical blue tunic for a mu muted blue-gray rounded short-tailed jacket accented with a folded cravat. Good afternoon. As he kind of just looks around at the getting ready... Uh, one, two, two, one, two, two. No, no, uh, not oh, near oh, the oh, 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 wait. Oh, sorry, boss. Oh, well. Uh, hey. Okay, I, 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 he says he's oh, helping sorry. Petunia back up. <laughs> and like, hey, Renair. Hello. Are we, uh, he kind of looks around. I'm assuming the, everyone else is getting ready. Are we? Yeah, Harold we are... is teaching everyone to dance because not everyone knows how to dance as well as us, so. Well, Dancing at a gala is different than just dancing. It is almost as much of a show as you have to put on talking to people. Ugh. Oh, talking. You're uh, good at talking. Not to these kinds of people. Well. It's I'm, different when they're in a group than if you're just in their house. Yeah, you can deflect. One of, just know that even the most kindest of words is probably laced with something demeaning or trying to gather the slightest bit of information from you. I hate this already. 
Oh, it's gonna oh, be. Oh, well, I see customers like that all the time. That should be. That should be. <laughs> I'm so excited about this. It's okay. so awful and stressful. The. The caveat of social grace of nobles is almost as cutthroat as the back alleys in the darkest of areas. Mm. Well, but we're just gonna we're gonna play it by ear, like we do everything, and we're gonna handle it, because we that's how that's how we do everything, really. Um, Renier, what's that? Oh, um, I almost forgot about this. Yeah, it's for you, B. Oh. Oh. Mm. Oh. Well. It's the only thing my father left me that I ever cared about. It was my mother's and a reminder of how we all met. And I thought it would be, would be nice for you to wear tonight. Yeah. Okay. Will it fit? He, he opens the box to reveal a sterling silver clamshell style locket ne- necklace. You he all is like visibly it. relieved that it's not clothing. <laughs> You all instantly recognize it as the necklace you found in the warehouse that once housed one of the eyes of Golor. However, now shining through the ornate floral hollow locket is not a black pearl, but instead a red ruby. Oh, it's gorgeous. Thank you. Of course. Um, you lean, mind leaning down? Yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> go, go, go kind of get your hair air all the way a little bit and kind of tie it and clasp it there and kind of lets it fall. It's so pretty. It looks beautiful on you. Thank you. Good job, Rainier. Uh, you, you see you, you, like six shades of red. You usually save that until after they're done with it, but you oh. know, it's okay. It's fine. The, the, the sentiment's there. Yeah. <laughs> well, are we ready? I think we're missing somebody. I gotta go pick up my date. And as you open the door, you see a beautifully striking woman standing before you, dripping in crimson. She sashays in as a small train of red flutters over the hardwood uh, floor behind her. For the woman that always seems to be eye-catching in her risque, low-cut clothing, There seems to be almost no provocative skin showing from below the chin. A floral lace falls down her neck and across her shoulders to a mermaid-cut dress that hugs tightly to her form, accented with long black opera gloves. But behind her, you see a fairly familiar elven man. Dave, will you please describe how Blavin is dressed for the gala evening and what he is doing? Why, hello, everyone. Uh, so uh, I, I'm dressed in uh, uh, primarily orange. Um, it's probably the the uh, most casual of uh, gala attire. So very, rather simple shirt, just looks expensive. Uh, simple uh, simple uh, pants and a, a sort of a robe. Uh, but again, uh, doesn't not overly haughty um, and just kind of casually chic. Fairly similar to Renair as uh, good enough to pass, but not stand out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, all right. And uh, are your tattoos visible? They are not. I am tattoo free. What? Washed. You can't be. You have a title, man. You're 
trademark this, somebody's gonna be upset. Well, in this particular instance, they do not know who I am. Uh, and so we'll keep that on the down low. As right, right, right. Just so professional wait, courtesy. You got cleaned up for loss. That's so sweet. It's a good thing I have nothing in my mouth to spit out at this moment. But Harold <laughs> oh, wipes so his chin. Lucky. He's like, don't worry, I've got your back. Right. They should turn to Gariel. She is grinning ear to ear <laughs> and she is, darling, you are delicious. I don't know that I've ever seen anything as beautiful as you. Thank you. Uh, you too, Blavin. Man, you stole that from me, but I'll take it. <laughs> uh, she will actually offer her hand to you. So she will, like, like, or hold, hold her hand out to, for you to put your hand in hers. Seisha so will place her hand in. And she'll immediately bring it to her lips to kiss it. And Seisha will return it. I got you something. Um, hang on one second. And she's going to run into the other into her room and come running back in with a, uh, a small box, just a simple little box. And she opens it up and pulls out of it a primrose crown. And it's small white primroses that loop around. And she holds it out towards Gariel. They mean radiance. I thought it would look pretty on you. Oh. May I have the honors? And she'll lower her head. And say she will reach up and gently put it on there. You don't think I'm outshining my radiance now, do you? I think you're the most radiant thing in the universe. You are <laughs> an angel. You are my grace. And with that, you actually watch as she reaches in and pulls out a small box of her own as she opens it. And you see before you a necklace that is a set of wings, like a pendant that is gilded in platinum that extends out. And as it begins to fade into the chain, it actually looks like mist falling as it's all chain links that kind of go around and re reaches around uh, as she holds it out to you. Are you for me? Of course. Now, turn around, lift your hair. And she swoops her hair and turns. Yep. And sort of crouches a little bit. Yep. Just bends at the knees. And she clasps it around your neck and then gives you a slight kiss on the cheek. Beautiful. Let's not keep them waiting too long. We don't want them thinking we're having our own party back here. I'm sure Voss already does. He's got his own date. He's going to be preoccupied. No, it's going to be the best. <laughs> well, you all definitely look the course, and don't be nervous. I assure you that we'll get through this evening in one piece. One note, I'm wearing the clothes of many fashions. Yep. And I'm attempting to sneak the bracer with the dagger in. I'm not going to wear my fancy hat I sold my name for in. Because I don't need that thing to turn into something weird at the wrong moment. <laughs> um, Petunia, something right you noticed is while Harold was showing you his room, you noticed that this acorn-style <laughs> like looking hat 
like just elongated out of nowhere and nearly like drug his head down to the floor with it as it became this unruly nightcap. Yeah, with a big acorn at the end to weigh it down. (laughs) Um, And Voss, I will let you know that uh, your clothing of many fashions can look however you want, but your bracer does not disappear with it. It is still there. Yep. Um, But Uh, that's that's fine. I'd like to attempt to hide the bracer on my person, though. I'm just Uh, leaving some things at home, (laughs) like my my book and my dagger like i'm not gonna they're gonna check my weapons anyway and as the sun as the sun begins to fade to the gradient of vibrant colors that fill the sky you hear another knock at the door which is strange as everyone seems to be accounted for were we expecting Uh, someone else harold's gonna go and just kind of like lean to the door and be like who is it and then he's going to pull the dagger out of his coat. It's your chauffeur, my lord. I will put it away and, and a chauffeur? open the door slowly. Oh, please let it be Davil. As you answer it, you see an extremely well-dressed, formal, tailcoat stage coachman. He looks to be a middle-aged man with a gruff, strong face and a Grecian nose. He looks at you with squinted eyes and a keen smile of familiarity. It isn't until he talks again that you recognize him as a clean-shaven Maloon Wardragon. <laughs> Good evening, my lords and ladies. I will be your personal chauffeur for the evening as directed by the Open Lord herself. Make oh, sure to grab oh. all of your effects as well, just in case it's a bumpy ride. Wait, who are you? Our chauffeur. Oh, as he like flicks him over, he's like, okay, got it. We have two carriages, but mine will be for extra cargo on hand just outside the event. And with his last oh. words, you see him tap the dagger at his hip. Okay, so we know now so much better. to stash some stuff if we need it. Okay. Yep. I put all of my armor and my shield and my sword. Yeah, we, I will stash my stuff. I'll stash I'll the my... yeah. leather armor, two rapiers, whip, dagger. I am still keeping the bracer on my person, though. <clears throat> okay. Dash and steel. Do I get the feeling they'll take my focus from me, I assume? Uh, you are unsure? Unsure. Yeah. I try and make it you might get piece. more information about that the closer you get. Yeah. But Fair Petunia enough. would not be aware yeah. of. Would Harold? I wish she didn't ask me, so I wouldn't know. No. Um, okay. Just getting rid of. I'm not taking off my periaptor wound closure. <laughs> I, they'll have to pry that shit off me. It's not a weapon. <laughs> I I off his cold, dead body. Yeah, there is no way I'm taking that off me. Uh, Das Accordion, do I think they would take that from me? It's a magic item. Yeah, they probably would. You are, you would know that only hired, hired performers performers would be allowed in with with an instrument. I will throw it in the, I'll throw it in the box (laughs) along with the uh, rod of the Pact Keeper because I don't want anybody to detect magic on that. Okay. Yeah. And so as you get outside, the two carriages look to be some of the best money can buy. 
yet not extravagantly decorated or embellished with gold leafing, silver inlays of mo or mother of pearl accents like some of the nobles' personal carriages. Just simple craftsmanship with high-end woods. Before you enter, a small craftsman mark catches your eye. Uh, you thought it was an imperfection or some scratch from a weapon's blow, but as an, instead you see the carving of a bent nail. Ah. And you also see the extra care has been made to dress the horses with new polished bridles and bra uh, braids in their mane formed into short bulb knobs. I'm glad they didn't go with the pearl accenting. Everybody does that. <laughs> Uh, Baronet, what say you to our dates accompanying us together? Who's Baronet? <laughs> I was referring to Sir Fledevin. That's, oh. that's my title. I'm a uh, Baronet. Oh. <laughs> oh. See, Blavin here is actually a titled noble. I'm what? sorry? Did I not mention that before? <gasps> so fascinating. You're the first noble I've met that I didn't want to punch. And I have so, nothing to go off of, so I'm meeting you for the well, first time, so hey, young. okay. You wanted to punch me? And I said so. aside from you. I have nothing to go off of. Oh, that's surprising right. Blavin. Inside. I want to do an inside check. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, Blavin. You have not met Petunia. 18. Uh, 18? He is a titled noble. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this night gets better and better. I'm very excited for you two to meet. Uh, Blavin, this is Petunia Potts. Petunia Potts, this is our close friend, Blavin. Pleasure to oh, meet Blavin. you. Pleasure to meet you as well. Uh, he uh, he helps us occasionally on the job, but he's also a friend of ours. Isn't that right, Voss? I used right. to work for Voss for a very short period of time. He and Voss oh. are like peas and carrots. If peas oh, and carrots lovely. hated each other. Well, the peas hate the carrots, but the carrots love antagonists. Let's... Go. <laughs> All right. And so as you go, um, Blavin, Gariel, Voss, and Seisha, you're going to enter into Maloon's carriage. Uh, and before you enter, Maloon asks you to wait uh, so he has time to dust off the cushions. However, as he enters, he presses on a hidden pressure plate that causes a false bottom to open. There, you should go be nice and tidy for you uh, and your things. Make sure uh, your cohorts know this is the only space for extra cargo. Of course. Uh, you see Garielle slide open a well-hidden slit in her dress, revealing a thigh garter of daggers strapped to her leg. I doubt, <laughs> I doubt any god is going to venture up this far without my expressed consent or invitation. Uh... And so there is a compartment in this carriage that you can keep your weapons, your armor, any your magical. Uh, um, For those with armor, <clears throat> specifically the yeah. one that has the 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 doff armor, you can remove it as an action. It still okay. takes the full time to put it on. Yep. Okay. Yikes. Just yep. yeah. Just, yeah, so, just you so, know. so you know. Still ten minutes uh, to put it on. It, it is ten minutes. Five minutes with help. Okay. Yeah, but that is. Ouch. Okay. Fifty rounds. As someone yeah. who I'll has put that in combat. <laughs> As someone who has worn real plate before. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen people get into real plate. I I believe it. Uh, for Voss, it'd be a little shorter, but still probably about two minutes to get fully. 
uh, studded up. My AC is probably going to stick at 15 for the duration. Um, yep, but V, you can put the Bahir Blade in there. Okay. Uh, your Javelins. All right, awesome. Your accordion can go in there. Uh, the dagger, your... Yeah, the dagger. the dagger goes in, yeah. Yep. Um, Boss, are you I think coming I can in summon as a guest it. or my manservant? It's my book, my spell book. <laughs> Excuse also, <laughs> I was invited. I don't need to be your manservant. That's such a wasted opportunity. You could your name the offer could still manservant. Stands. Harold, if you right. desire to be this defeat washed noble's manservant, you're more than welcome to be. I'm too busy being the full Ronto experience over here. I can't I'm, help. I'm... I'm just saying, I might get confused, Dill. <laughs> I, I won't get confused. I won't get confused. I'm sorry. I gotta, I can't be, none of us should be help because we all need to be able to talk to people. Yes. Oh, we goodness. Have two objectives as we are here the obvious that everyone here knows about Starbuckler. Yeah. At some point in time, he will fall. We need to be there for that. The second is we need to make contact with Jarlaxle. He's going to be there. He has the information we need. Right. Preferably to give it to us in a discreet way. If, if the eye is here, we need to do what we can to claim it before we leave. Right. Sounds so easy. I know. So, the official plan with Starbuckler? Feel me, How we um, get into the carriage before we start speaking about such things and broad... Oh, I, thought we were still, I thought we were back upstairs. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're, you're standing coming outside down. the carriage. Okay. Whatever, guys. Yeah. So, um, yeah. At some point, we all need to sit down together and discuss details, probably. Well, I believe there's only room for four in each carriage, right. so... Right, right. So... All right, let's go. <laughs> I will stay with whichever one Petunia goes in. I think that, uh, I think that Blavin and uh, Voss should go with Gariel and uh, Seisha, and then we can disseminate information afterwards. Yeah, certainly. And then Renair, you and V can sit with me and Petunia. Yep. Uh, and just to remind you um, from what you got from Fala, um, over the past couple couple days, uh, you have four Sanity Potions. Sweet. You have two Feign Death Potions. You have two Antidote Potions, uh, potions, I believe. Uh, it yeah, was two, two Antitoxins. Uh, is what antitoxins, yep. Uh, yeah, two, two Healing potions, potions, two Antitoxins, and then four Sanity Four sanity potions, gotcha. Yep, yep. Because <clears throat> the other ones you just bought, those you spent all four days making. Yep. Yeah. And then. Gotcha. I'm adding them now. Sweet. Awesome. Uh, and you can divvy up those however you wish. They can be now or um, later. I only need, in case we get into contact, I will divvy that up and I will give one to. We give one to each couple. Couple. 
There's four couples. Pairs. Am I, am I wrong? You're right. Pairs. Maybe pairs, because I don't know that Voss likes being called coupled with Blaven. Oh, so let okay. him lead. <laughs> I will keep one. I will give one to Harold. I will give one to Seisha. I will give one to Viomiliana. That's the four couples. I will take mine and hand it. Well, oh no, this is Petunia. Petunia might drop it. <laughs> oh, yeah, she won't. I'll hand it. I don't say that, obviously. Harold hesitates a he moment. He hesitates, looks at her. <laughs> he like, you know what? You should hold on to it. I need you to make a... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> these were healing potions, yes? No, oh, these were sanity. Sanity I want her to have it in case she needs it more than... Everybody Harold, should... seen things face to face. He's ready. Everybody should be able to find that homebrewed item if you search uh, manage your equipment. Thank you. Yep. Sir. Uh, you, <clears throat> you are divided, uh, respectively, with Blaven, Gariel, Voss, and Seisha, and Harold, Petunia, V, and Renair. What do you guys do on the way oh. to Discuss the plans. Let's assume I wasn't saying any of that in front of Renair, obviously. That's awful. You should okay. be ashamed of yourselves. Okay. I just looked at the image that's attached to it. Oh. Um, so while we were in the carriage, as we're divided into four, um, Voss says, considering Viomiliana needs to be the one to catch her, I'd say we divide the team evenly. Us four make contact with Jerlaxle, and if the eye is here, find it. The other four need to stay with Starbuckler at all times, as he did not specify exactly when he was going to fall. Sure. That makes we'll sense. We'll discuss that with the other side of the group. Um, do you still want me to try to divine if the stone is there when we arrive? Not until we make contact with Jerloxel. It may not be necessary. He may okay. say the stone is not here at all. Right. If it is, yeah. as soon as it's, we know it's at this location, then yes. All right. So what exactly are we doing with Starbuckler? Are we taking his body after he dies, or what are we doing? The way he stated the plan was that he wanted Viomiliana to carry him out. Immediately afterwards, we are to take him off campus right. and presumably to somewhere safe be back at the bar perhaps or somewhere out right as for starbuckler did say that he was trust only trusted viomiliano with the body so we should have a clear path his bodyguards shouldn't stop us on that right many of the noble houses may be too aghast hopefully but if not assuming we're as a group we'll need to clear a path or cause distraction okay we're going to have to play a lot of this by ear. We don't know exactly what we're walking into. Yeah. It's not Except... at all familiar. <laughs> Laurel did say, yes, fair enough. Laurel did say she would find a way to help. I don't know exactly what way that's going to come. And I pull out the two feign death potions. I said, I'll need to give one of these to Viomiliana to give to Starbuckler. Okay. What's the, the other, other one, one for? The other one is going to be for potentially our decoy. But we'll save that as soon as oh. we have Starbuckler in our grasp. Right. Ooh, color me intrigued. <laughs> for later. 
That's fair. As long as I get to know, I do love a juicy rumor. I'll tell you all about it. What house are you a part of exactly? Moi? Yeah. Oui, monsieur. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Let me pull up here. So, um, uh, well, actually, let me ask, did we change the name? No, no, everything, what you said. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, my last email to you should have, should have had all of the T's crossed and I's dotted for, for explaining that, by the way. Okay. Yep. Yeah. um, uh, Let me pull it up here real quick. Sorry about that. Uh, Yeah. So I, I, I'm from a small island kingdom. You've probably never heard of it, but it's uh, off of Evermet and uh, yeah, I'm kind of related to a queen. Have I ever heard of this island? Sure. He so. didn't give you an island name. You know oh, Evermeet. You know Evermeet. what? Yeah, you know Evermeet. Evermeet is the Elven Kingdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. You also know that Nessaqua is the island uh, just to the south of Evermeet that Vinley is from. More, well, the tribe. There's the island, something else. There it is. Wait, wait. What? Wait, what? Yeah, my uh, my great grandmother, uh, Queen Yolanda. You may have heard of her. I don't know. I mean, you can make a history check on that name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want. I'll I'll go ahead and do this with you, because. Come on down. I'm hoping it's like a hobo queen or something like that. Thank you, D and D Beyond. Um, if she was a hobo queen, we could be related. <laughs> <laughs> That's, oh God. <laughs> um, Six. <laughs> yeah. Uh, even with a dirty 20, you haven't, but I mean, it. But there's not enough there to be impressed. Yeah. yeah. He, and he is not referring to the queen of oh. Evermeet. Yeah. He did say it is an island off of Evermeet. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, yeah. It, it... What? What was the Small name queen. of the island? What's that? What was the name of the island? One day you'll know all my secrets. Can it be today? Nope. Oh. There is some fun in letting it slowly burn out over a series of time. You don't want to spill everything all at once. Then you just have an empty glass. That's fair. But I do like to chug. (laughs) I don't drink, actually. (laughs) So, Voss, you have a fancy date. Yay. <laughs> I am a captain. Are, 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 is this uh I have uh, the best date. Is this a carriage about the same size as the last one when, when Voss and I were in and our knees kept touching each other accidentally as we were bouncing around? <laughs> Must you? I'm just asking. I'm trying to get a visual picture here. Uh, it's actually a fairly large carriage, and so you're actually able ah. to So I'd have to stretch out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. God. I attempt to avoid whatever shenanigans he's trying to pull. Faisha just leans over to Gary Ellen and whispers, is this not the most entertaining date? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm distracted. <laughs> uh, so we're going to shift over to the other carriage uh, with Harold Petunia V and Renair. 
So anyway, the fact of the matter is that I stopped them from making the pants into coats. Um, and I probably saved like half the city through it. So I, in long story short, Petunia, I'm a hero. Insight check. <laughs> That's not great, but it's an eight. Uh, I might actually <laughs> believe you. So is this, is this from when you were in the bag? No. Well, yeah, it's weird how often, I mean, like, if I had a dime for every time this had happened, I would have two dimes, which is not a lot, but it's weird that it's happened twice. So, was this before or after you've met everyone? Way before. Mm. Yeah. It's convenient like that, huh? Anyway, so, um... So, before we get into any more of Harold's random pants fetish, I think we should talk about what to expect moving into this. I, I know you were looking for the lead from Jarlaxle. Yeah, we're doing that, A, and then B. And then what is the what is going on exactly with Starbuckler? Um, I'm, I'm here to help any way I can. Okay, I'm gonna try to remember. I think he's going to, we're gonna have to hand off a potion to him that allows him to feign death. Okay. Going to take it at some point. We need to be there to get him out. V's the one who's gonna get him out. We'll be running cover for V. Yep. We don't know exactly where it is. We're gonna take him. Just wherever is away is probably best. Maybe the bar or something. Uh, uh, I don't know if that's. I mean, at least the first stop. I don't know if that's the best. That's fair. Right we could always here. take him to your estate. Um, so, but that I think that's the two main objectives. I, oh, okay. So a noble is going to die at a high-end event in front of many other nobles, and you're just going to run off with him? Not actually die, just mostly dead. Yeah, but I don't think that's the point he's getting at. I think he's just saying, yeah. how are we going to get him out? So... Yeah, I, I don't think that's going to work. I'm just gonna I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna be up front and tell you that that's not gonna work. They're not gonna. What let if we jump take... off the balcony? I. That's that's worse. Huh. So so what do you? I mean, we they, people have to know he's dead. I, I. I assume you don't want to be implemented in the death. Yeah, I would prefer. Yeah, th then you don't want to do your plan at all, even remotely. But you don't even want to be anywhere near him when it happens. But the fact of the matter is we have to have a body. And we gotta make sure the body stays safe and only stays mostly dead and not actually dead. From what I understand, you're getting help from Laurel. That's true. Yep. I would put money on the fact that she probably has a way to get him out. Alrighty, so all we have to do is get in the bottle. I can't guarantee that that is the case. We can, we will discuss it as, as we can improvise. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, I've forgotten. I'm but immediately running, immediately running, running over, grabbing the body and, and fleeing is not going to look good at all. And is going to put a big target on your head. Yeah, well, I assumed we would have been disguised for this portion of them. But yeah, I, I understand. 
Um, it, I, it's been, a... been discussed. <laughs> well, we, when that portion of it went on, that was my initial idea. But you know, hey, what disguise would I have? I don't know. I did. I've disguised you twice. But that takes time. Ooh. Oh, you mean with magic? No, I, I won't have magic to disguise people. I've got a makeup kit, and I'm great with it. Let me just say, my lashes look amazing tonight. Harold, you're not going to have your makeup kit in there, and you're not going to have an hour to get her ready. Remember that? Yeah, but I had an hour on these lashes, and they're looking fine. They do look very lifted. Thank you. But I think there's something to be said about not being around when he... Having as few of us around as, around as possible when he actually gets out. Yeah, so we give it, we make the handoff, and then we just book it, and we try to keep as much distance from it as possible so people aren't sus. I think, exactly. I, I think <laughs> you... I definitely think we keep an eye on it, and but and try to react with everyone else. Don't overreact. Don't overact. Just yeah, yeah. No, no. Oh my god. Oh my god. None of that. Yes. Um and. Let's also try not to leave before it happens, because again, that's gonna, we have to stay with our face in front of everybody. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm okay with that. We're gonna be looking for old JJ the entire time we're there. Mm. Yeah, that's disconcerting that you, I'm not, you know, I shouldn't be surprised, but I am. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I have made a lot of very weird friends. I didn't believe it either. I, he's not your friend. Wait. I've made a lot of very I, weird acquaintances. Yep. Yeah, well, yeah. So is the plan now just give him the bottle and like hope for the best? I, that's kind of what you have to do. And, well, and, and kind of go with it in the moment. Like that's kind of what I do anyways. It's, it's been me and V's like entire thing since we've been friends. So yeah, just show up, hope for the best. Yep. And it's why I fell for you. Oh. oh. <laughs> I like how Harold and V both the same. I went, oh. Uh, Harold looks over at Petunia. He's like, how are you feeling? You feeling jazzed up? You ready? really hope I don't have to dance. We're going to have to dance. That's going to have to happen. You're, you're absolutely going to dance. There's going to be dancing. How is that going to work, though? We worked on it all day. Worst comes to worst, you're small. So, like, he could maybe exactly. slightly pick you up off of the ground and move you around. Make it look like you're doing the steps, eh? That's, that's. I don't think I'm gonna do thing. that. We practiced all day. I have complete yeah. faith in you. And if I need to give you some like you. bolstering words in the middle of it all, I'm happy to do so. Right. I only stepped on your feet. We don't want to need to count. We if we keep count. Times. Yeah. It was it was 13, but it's fine. It you know we don't need to worry about that. And we put together the bookshelf twice. Both times came back together just fine. It's gonna be fragile nobles there, not bookshelves. Yeah, and it'll be hilarious if we watch one of them eat it. But but we should not look responsible. And don't worry, I will make sure we don't look responsible. You, and he looks yeah. over at Renair and he's like, it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. Yeah, you see Renair when you look over him, he's actually like trying to hold back a smile as he's really uh, <laughs> enjoying the uh, way you're talking about nobles. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you actually watch as he'll actually kind of reach in and kind of pull up a small flask, open it up. I fucking hate these things. As yep. he just takes a swig and offers it to each of you. Harold's like, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, it, Trust me, it makes it a lot more tolerable. Yeah. And he hands it to Petunia. 
Trust me. Besides, you're sturdier than I am. You need to be any wobblier than I already am. He will hand it over to V. <laughs> he takes a swig. Hands it over to do it. Yeah, it's strong. Definitely a burn on the way down, but. but. I, I want to play a new song, but since I don't have my accordion with me, I'm just going to do it with my mouth while we're on our way there, okay? It's called uh, uh, Sand Thunder. As they continue. Okay. So meanwhile, in the other one, while they're like making st- in stellar plans, the other, it's V and Harold in this one. Oh no, there's just no planning. We're just story. raving, man. <laughs> At this point, there's no planning going on. There's just Voss and Blaven antagonizing each other. Yeah. That's strong and, sexual tension. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. It's almost a straight, stru- a straight shot across the ward. Uh, on Delzorn Street from Trollskull Manor. Your horse-drawn transport pulls up to the march of lavish carriages pulling up to the white gates on Diamond Street. The stark white walls and gleaming crimson roofs and turrets of the Castle Intervilla stand out even amongst the other opulent estates of the Sea Ward. The estate is surrounded by a tall white brick wall with a single wrought iron gate at its, at its entrance. A series of draping vines covered in a variegation of summer flowers hang between each pillar. One after one, a pair of nobles exit each carriage in front of the gate, emblazoned with a, uh, a Y overlapping a stylized goose. You watch out the windows awaiting your arrival and notice that each set of personnel entering the property are only sight searched as the guards make sure to not touch and disrupt the extravagant and obviously expensive attire. Approaching you, approaching, you see the three-story mansion lies in the midst of a picturesque green garden dappled with hedges and water features. Floating and pulsing orbs of light whimsically float around the property, illuminating it with a kaleidoscope of soft colors. You pass a set of guards manning the corner of the property as it is true for each of the others, each wearing the livery bearing the crest of the castle lanterns. It isn't long before your carriage stops at the entrance. A moment passes before one of the guards approaches and opens your door and awaits your exit with a slight bow of the head and an extended hand to help you descend the footsteps. Thank you. Lords, if you please unbutton and lift your jackets, slide up your sleeves and pant legs. Ladies, please have your handbags open. We apologize for any inconvenience as Lord and Lady Castellanta have asked no weapons, decorative or otherwise be permitted on the grounds during the gala. Please have your invitations ready upon entry, and we do not hope, and we do hope you understand and implore you to enjoy the evening to your fullest content. Okay. I will do exactly that. So I, I approach one of them, I, I kind of hold my hands up, I'm like, do you want to frisk me? <laughs> it is not necessary, sir. Thank you, you look fine. 
Okay. And before the carriages ride off, you hear Maloon speaking with one of the other guards about where to park for quick return and departure. You overhear there is parking on the shared noble event parking storage warehouse in the alley on the backside behind the villa to the west. For uh, our inevitable chase scene. <laughs> yep. And for anybody trying to hide their weaponry, please make me a sleight of hand check. Uh, or uh, a stealth check as this was done beforehand. Now we saw them as we were pulling up that they weren't checking things, right? Correct, but you did see people raising their sleeves. Yeah, right. they're, they're like, not being patted cast. down. Nobody's, Nobody's casting anything. Oh, could I have yeah. snuck a dagger? Like, if you so wish to roll a stealth check. Yes. I just wanted to. I just want to bring my rod because it looks like a walking cane. Uh, twenty-eight to get the bracer in. Fifteen. Okay. What was that? Fifteen. 15, 1, 5? Yes. Okay, and then, Harold, I would say... Uh, you, as you look over, you see no noble has a cane with them. Today. Okay, then in that case, I won't bring okay. it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No worries at all. Uh, as it could be an improvised weapon. Yep. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and, <laughs> and more, more so because it is well known throughout nobility that a lot of the nobles carry sword canes. Ah, uh, that's... Yeah. Actually, yep. I'm not going to take one because I know where Gary L's are. So I'm good. I'm not going to take it after all. Risky. <laughs> I guess if she's allowed to just, if they, if they don't stop her with her book, she'll probably try and keep her spellbook in. But I don't know. Do they look like they're going to? Uh, look like they're going to what now? Take her book. Um, if it is a part of your accoutrement and things, they will open that up and look at it and tell you to leave that behind as okay. um, uh, uh, if you don't mind removing your spell book please oh, absolutely. again we apologize for the inconvenience we understand that the city has undergone some troubling times recently but we assure you our patrols are here to keep everyone safe I understand um, and then I'll look for somewhere to I guess check it here you go I'll take it thank you Uh huh. and I'll take it back to the carriage and uh, climb in, shut the door, put it in the secret compartment, come back out. Okay. Easy enough. And then it rides off. while we're standing there waiting, I will whisper to the others about where the compartment is and how to access it. Uh, yeah, and, and that could have easily been shown before, okay, before you had left. Okay, we did everybody had put their stuff did, in. So I wanted yeah, to make sure that we made yep. sure yep. everybody knew. I everybody will... put their stuff up. Yep. I will hand, as we get out, slide one of the potions to the Omeliana. Okay. And also Ooh. say, understand your family is going to be here. Yeah. Your father will probably try something. Good. She's got this. Um, She's ready. Voss will say that you did that after you enter the, uh, the estate, because you hid stuff on you. After you are searched, you walk in pairs up to the gate entrance where you see Willifort, the older gentleman butler with short slicked back down uh, black hair uh, beyond his receding hairline with a faded silver streak that cuts across the top of his ears. His face is thin and sunken features layered in wrinkles accented with a pencil thin styled mustache. His posture is rigid 
like a posed statue in tailor in a tailored uh, tailed tuxedo. He reaches out with a pristine white glove to take your invitation and proceeds to read them accordingly as transcribed after holding a thin featureless black wand to his throat in a booming voice that echoes out across the chateau in a charming but firm voice granting both respect and distinction with each syllable. <clears throat> now entering Mr. Bill Ronto and Miss Petunia Potts. And Harold and Petunia, would you please describe what you are wearing? Oh, sure. Um, Petunia, do you want to go first? <laughs> uh, sure. Um, she is wearing, um, it's a very modest, simple gown. It's green, but with yellow trim on it. Um, it's full sleeves, but the sleeves are sort of loose. Um, she's got a high neckline. Um, but the jewelry she's wearing are um, very small purple gems. And then she's also got little purple flowers in her hair. In order it's to... a little stark, but it, it's cute. In order to not draw more attention to myself than necessary and to match her, instead of wearing my usual purples, I am wearing a hunter green suit with a black undershirt underneath and black gloves. It all It's a very dark green and it matches hers. Um, and it's just very, unlike no, his normal stuff, it's very, very simple. Now entering Lord Renan Never Ember and Lady Viomiliana Gathala. And V, you would describe what you're wearing. Okay. So. Um. <laughs> I love you. This is gonna be just, I have to come up with all the right words for this because I have a picture. Yeah. Okay. So, um. Imagine the dress color is kind of almost like a like a silvery gray-ish almost. Mm -hmm. And so that's gonna be like the top layer and it's a high-low like skirt thing going on. So like it's higher in the front, low in the back, but there's a petticoat underneath that's like a little longer that's high-low that is um, uh, white that has like um, Eyelet lacing and stuff that just really adds to it and it um, is lower than the, the high low over mm -hmm. portion part. Um, the sleeves stop uh, mid. What's this part of the arm called? Bicep. Bicep. <laughs> mid bicep, but they got kind of a little poof going, right? Okay. So it's actually a deep V, but over it is um, white eyelet lacing that goes over the sleeves and it actually makes like a mock turtleneck that covers over the skin part of the deep v and stops um like goes down to a point right to where the like past the hip uh, waist stops at the hips and then of course the necklace over that which adds a nice color to it mm -hmm. and um yeah okay all right sounds great now entering Captain Gariel Greywind and Miss Lawseeker Seisha Vallisvard. And Seisha, you would describe what you're wearing. Absolutely. Seisha is wearing a chiffon gown that is somewhere between champagne and ivory in color. The dress itself is fitted 
It's got silver beadwork on the bodice that almost makes it look like armor. And over the dress, she wears a simple cape that is also made of a single layer of chiffon that has the same silver beadwork down the trim of it. And it's a full length gown. Okay. You can see it in our discard. <laughs> and then you see uh, Blavin insisting, like, no, 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 search me. And so the guards give in and actually start to uh, run their hands quickly over him um, just to make sure that he is not uh, bringing anything in, which is what is causing him to be the last to enter. But he's, he's in here. Place. Now entering Mr. Dilronto and Sir Baronet Blavorathin Arkathiku Vlidilivin. And then Brick House starts playing by the Commodores 1977. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, and Voss, please describe how you look with the so, fashions. When Renair came in, seeing as he was muted nobility, that sort of thing, I did essentially the same thing he did, except in colors of blacks and purples and something that would help me blend in. I don't want to stand out. I want to look muted as well. And now standing next to... What, what the hell was your name? Flavin? You can call me Blavin. Weird noble bullshit name here. Um, Think that. Don't be bitter, Voss. Too late for that. Um, <laughs> but just that is what I am, and I stand next to Blavin. And while standing there, you instantly notice the sea of nobles all turn in your direction as their attention is drawn to the calling of your names. You now look upon the largest amount of nobles most of you have ever seen in the knowing presence of, and now you feel their gaze fall upon you. Harold, Blaben, and V, you typically know that the naming upon entry is a formality that most people ignore, given that most nobles typically already know each other. Yet, they all turn to look at you with expressions of perplexity. Harold, Seisha, and Voss, your insight picks up a myriad of emotion, excitement, disgust, confusion, anger, and intrigue, before they all return back to their conversations and meandering throughout the villa. <clears throat> Some of these people might know me. You think? I'm going to go over to other group and be like, by the way, original plan is changing. We are just handing off now. That's all we're doing. Handing the drink off. Oral did say something about providing quick exit. So we're just, just going to trust that that's going to get handled so and we're going to keep doing our thing. What we decided, you four, keep an eye on Starbuckler. Whenever shit goes down, be prepared for whatever comes next. The rest of us are going to make contact with Jarlaxle. And if what we need to find is here, pick it up. Who's going to do the talking with Jarlaxle? I can't. Good. We just need to know information from her. Make sure that she does the talking. He will, I, he almost ran rings around me. You guys need to be careful talking to that guy. So I, uh, 
underestimated how much people would like be staring at me. So hey, you've got uh, this. Hey. if you just want to give me some instruction, I'm how to not be suspicious. The key is to look bored. Oh well, I can do Which that. It's pretty but easy to do parties. Uh, I just mean like since I have the. Yeah, you have the drink. No worries. So, so I just. I wait. We have the most high-profile person here is going to be passing that. Um, yeah, maybe I, someone else should do this. Is kind of what I'm thinking. She's the most high-profile person here anymore. I mean, of us. I I'll take it. Same. You are the most high-profile person here. Yeah, but I have a rep. She. Uh, I try to slyly hand it to Harold. Wait. Let's let's before you do. I'm going to look. Are we still being looked at by all these people? They. I, that first glance, they've kind of they've gone all back gone back to the party. To okay, perfect. Then yeah, okay. Doing what they do. I mean, okay. you know, and we get out of the way and walk over to the buffet table. Obviously, <laughs> no. Well, uh, if you do wander in, um, walking into the garden area, you are overtaken by the beautiful array of colors and myriad of flowers, like walking into an explosion of floral design at every corner that feels reminiscent of how many poets describe the enchanting flower fields of the summer court in the Feywilds. The intense, sweet aroma of honeysuckle is an ambrosia that clings to the air that causes a quaint, melodic feeling akin to a feather floating on a summer breeze. Beyond the murmurs of noble conversations, you hear the light, playful, arios fluttering of notes that whisk away uh, that whisk you away into a childlike happiness as you further your way down the cobblestone pathway that leads into the main area of the estate. Suddenly, wheezing past everyone's face is a seductive chase of two glittering winged creatures that glow a faint iridescent that lingers through the air in their wake. Can we roll to know what those are? Of course you Absolutely. can. Uh, you can roll to uh, see them better as they were literally just a glittering light. What is that? Perception? That. Uh, yes. Go ahead and do that. Perception or investigation, please tell us which one you are rolling. Well, who's who's rolling it? Mine was perception. It was only a 12, though. Okay, so station. Okay. And um, do you want me to roll or? Anybody can roll. Anybody can roll. There's no oh, roll. Anybody roll. can roll. All right. Yep. Oh, well, that works. Let me know which one you're rolling. Investigation, dirty 20. Okay. I got perception, natural one. So my boredom, I did not notice them. <laughs> Anybody else rolling? Yeah, I got a 19. On perception or investigation? Perception. Okay. okay. Uh, Harold, getting a closer look, uh, you see that all of the dancing lights you saw before from outside look to be small fake creatures, both sprites and pixies. Yep. I will relay this to the group. Seisha? You look a little bit more intently hearing that from Harold and begin to notice something fairly faint, but still telling in its details. At first, you attribute it to them being creatures of flight, but even then they seem off in their weightlessness. Like when, the land, when they land on branches or skim across the water or dance across flower petals, there's no weight or effect from their steps. But what is most telling is you notice their butterfly and dragonfly type wings rapidly beating to the speed of hummingbirds seems hollow as they create no low thrumming hum or buzzing as they whiz past. I 
think they're illusions. They, they're not actually disturbing anything. Divine sense? Um, Let's make this interesting. Divine sense. <laughs> yes, there's a fae. There's fae. One fae or these are all little fae? They, none of the none of the pixies okay, and yeah. are fae. But there there is fae presence. They're not real, but there is a fae here. Hey. Be aware. Huh. Interesting. That is interesting. It's sixty feet? Uh no, I think it's more than that. I think it's sixty. Is it? I don't remember. Let me check. Divine scent? Or no, that's divine smite. That's a very different ability. <laughs> yeah, it is sixty. I'll yeah. get this party started. That is not okay. behind total cover. Okay. Yeah. Just, just, just the bait is all you, all you is what you what you sense. Okay. Huh. Interesting. Wandering deeper into the crowd, caught in the rapture of everything, you feel yourself drawn in by the entrancing strings of a six-foot-tall, solid circle electrum harp with silver strings. It is being both plucked and brushed with rosin-powdered fingertips to bring both the sharp melodic percussion of a harp, accompanied by the soothing pulled notes of a cello and viol. What you first thought was an illusion or a trick, along with the other sprites and pixies. In the cascading water, you see a group of nobles enthralled by the playful fluid dancing of a water nymph in the fountain. And Seisha, that is where your ping came from. That's... Water trails off of their finger, uh, their hands like ribbons swirling through the air. She's real. I prefer the harp before it went electrum. Yeah. Definitely has less of a full sound. I mean, I mean, this is great. This is unbelievable, but I mean, we're being honest with ourselves. But I mean, who uses Electrum anyway? I guess they got to use it somewhere. That's fair. <laughs> Dory, it's a useless currency. I do hear Barovia. that it's used in Barovia. You know, I've read that. That probably sounds really weird. I, I really hope it's not real, and yet I have reason to believe it is. <laughs> Some spooky place lost in the midst of the forest in some dimmy plain. Yeah, that sounds fake. It's not. I'm pretty sure it's not. I met someone who's gone there. Hey, uh, Baronet. After all that I've experienced, I assume everything's real at this point. Right? Hey, Baronet Blavorathen Architect Flidovin, why did you go with Blavin out of all that? Is Baronet a title or is that your first name? Ooh, Blaver Flavor. That's Harold. what he could have done. Yes. You would know that Baronet is a title. Flavor thin, flavor thin, It is below Baron, but it is right. above Knight. Got it. You know, Harold. Above Knight, I don't recommend it. Go ahead. Blaven, with a name like that, have you considered being like some sort of like you know, like a, like a rap artist. I think Blaven's You could name team up with Harold. I, I, I'm out of the rap game. That was Sadly, that was, that I, was I can't carry a tune, nor do I dance, so. Those are not required. I'm hungry. I look I for Starbuckler. Yeah, I'm also, wait, now did, did V hand me the potion or no? Yeah. So wait, Voss, I thought we were looking for the other guy. 
We are, but yeah, I'd like to know where back. he. I'd like to know where he is first, so we do, can. Get do back. I know what the other guy looks like? Uh, uh, because you're a part of this, I. He's not going to look like himself. Star he might Bumble? look like Cat, uh, Commodore Zord. I doubt that. Nibble suit and all. No, I would. Well, not in that outfit. No, he I definitely was not going to Starbuckler look. first, just so we can start pointing everybody in the right direction. Well, so I can. I'll go find him. I got Starbuckler. I got the drink. Yeah. I'll look for our other friends. Okay. Meandering through the party amongst the nobles, you see a couple of servants in full black tie attire escorting hors d'oeuvres around on silver platters. The first to pass by is a black solid substance of three different hardnesses. The first silky and creamy, the second spongy and smooth, and the last rigid and flakely, all served with a, on a multigrain cracker with options of additional thinly sliced uh, prosciutto and olives. Oh, prosciutto? And you actually, because I have grabbed one and I'm eating it. <laughs> That's Catablipus death cheese. Is that good? Oh, it's a real delicacy and very hard to, hard to come by on account that the creature who creates the milk for this treat can kill you just by looking at you. Ooh. They say blind monks who locate the creatures through uh, other heightened senses are the ones that farm the substance. Uh, I'm will try some. Better taste really good. Uh, there are there yeah. are three different types. There's a um, a brie type. There is like a gouda type, and then there's like a hard uh, parmigiano brie type. Okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah. brie type. Brie is the best cheese. Fight me. <laughs> Uh, and it is unique. Um, the second uh, that passes by grabs your attention from the small fig-sized fruits that are lit ablaze with a vibrant blue flame served swimming in some type of glaze in a small red clay bowl with a matching spoon. Blavin, you recognize this from your childhood as a dangerous fire fruit plucked from the plains of fire. I'm about to send you something. I, I turn my nose up at it. Yeah. <laughs> you okay, Blavin? Yeah, just had a lot of it growing up. Oh. You might like it. Okay. Sasha <laughs> will try that. Okay. Do I blow it out before I eat it? I would I would suspect you do. Um and uh Girl, um, pardon me, sir. What exactly is this that my angel is trying? Uh, yes, uh, that is um, uh, that is the fire fruit. Um, it, it is under no, all normal circumstances completely deadly to anybody who is not some form of impervious to fire. However, we mix ours with a potion of fire resistance so that you can enjoy it and bask in its delicacy. That's genius. Harold will blow one out and hand it. Like he's been basically getting food for Petunia and just like everything's higher than Petunia. Yeah, and he's just slip. He's just slipping <laughs> them down to her. Like, what do you want to try? You want the brie? Here's a brie. You want? You want? It's you rather low brow to blow it out. By the way, either eat it as it is because of the, the fire resistance, or you put it out with a, a silver bell. Don't hey. be provincial. <laughs> I am provincial. 
Not here, yeah, you're not. Here, as I not. elbow you in the arm. Hmm. I mean, <laughs> are you? Ew. Uh, oh, oh. I, okay. I'm gonna go look for guy. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah, you. Yeah, this is this is making your way through. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. It's just like all right. Okay. <laughs> just gonna keep going. Um, to describe the fire fruit, it would be uh, warm, obviously, when you first eat it. Yeah. But it is has a strong umami flavor, or umami flavor, as the, it has Ooh. the sweet, it has the heat, it has um, the sour and the bitter all harmoniously merged together. And the reason why, I believe it is correct, that you want to either blow it out and eat it real quick, or eat it whole as uh, the fruit um, will turn spoil oh. as, uh, quickly after it is um, uh, blown out. Yep. Got it. Uh, looking for both characters, you begin to explore the uh, property more, and you make your way up into a small stairwell that leads up to the glass-enclosed balcony that mimics the beauty of Fala's garden. The terrace walkway you enter into is breathtaking, painted with a myriad of colors from the flowers, trees, and vines, but more so the dance of vibrant butterflies that flutter through the room. It is almost as if the room is literally painted in pastels. And Gariel grabs your arm and goes, My radiance, my angel, I have a fun plan if you can handle parting from me for a few moments throughout the evening. I, I will do my best to bear the disappointment. A game we can play amongst these aristocrats. Okay. Well, one of wit, of charm, and of information. That is, if you're up for the challenge. All right. This sounds fun. Good. The game is afoot. To she who can amass the most rumors goes the spoils. Okay. <laughs> this would be good. Hey, so, Ross, can we play a game where you leave me alone all night? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's start right now. <laughs> I wander off. Um, I do, Gariel. I do request at least one dance. Oh, of uh, I will be in and out of your graces throughout the night, but in order to obtain rumors that you cannot obtain, right. I must seek my own ventures. Divide and conquer. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Uh, Harold, while you start breaking off looking for either Lord Starbuckler or if you can even find... I would imagine if he's here, he's probably here as the guy who owns the theater. Possibly. Possibly. Um, so as you start looking around, you walk, something catches your eye just outside of your peripheral, but more so like a feeling of being watched or followed as you see a reflection of someone or something standing behind you as it catches in the glass. When you turn to see, there's nothing there. You continue to look for it in the reflection, but see nothing. Only the room around you and the wonderful display of the outside garden down below before a sprite flies up in front of you to mock you by blowing a raspberry from the other side of the glass. Harold's gonna pause. Are we, am I alone right now? 
no you're it's there's not really any place to be truly alone but right while you're walking through the butterfly garden you just notice it in passing in the glass okay i'm gonna oh my god <laughs> so i'm gonna keep i'm going to uh can i make a perception check to try to take a look around sure. and of course of course absolutely I, i'm gonna try to what i want to do is try to lead them into a place where they would almost have to go through a narrow area so i could see them okay uh oh no go oh, eight <laughs> again as you go to roll look, off that 19 yeah oh. as you go to look around uh you don't see anyone that should have been where they were standing behind you yeah and and you kind of get distracted because greeting a few of the other guests as you all begin to enter into the home through a set of white framed glass double doors, you see Lord Victoro and Lady Amalia Castellanter. As you approach, they greet you with a warm smiles, but their eyes tell the story of stress and loss of sleep. Amalia grabs your hand, V, and kisses you on each cheek as Victoro gives you a fatherly bow. It is so good to see you. Oh, I'm I see. Sorry. Oh, continue. I'm sorry. I was about to say I'm so happy to be here. I see everyone got our invitations. We are glad you're all here. I wish we could stay and chat, but we must be going back to our hosting duties. If you need anything at all, feel free to ask any of our staff for tonight's evening. Gentlemen, ladies, if you wish, there is a gambling table in the piano room. Half of the earnings go to charity and half to the winner. And if you care, there's a silent auction in there as well, all benefiting charity. It is not necessary. Uh, we know the struggles you've been going through. And on top of starting a tavern business, don't let my husband guilt you into donating to our charity funds. As she looks to you, V. It's the most noble use oh. of money. The money I gave you is yours to keep. Now, if you excuse us. And with that, they break away and begin Continue doing their host duties, duties and talking with the other noble families and whatnot. Um, oh, what was it that was said? There was something that was said that I wanted to make an insight check on. And I don't remember. Never mind. The invitations part? Oh yeah, the thank you. The invitations. Um, insight? Are they recognizing that they did not invite a couple of these people? Go ahead and make an insight, insight check. check. So that's going to be a 12. 12? It's hard to say. They look real tired. Yeah. Probably from uh, planning or this. Organizing all of this. Yeah, 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 also yeah. the stress of their kids. Yeah. Um, so, Blavin, as you break away, uh, kind of just leaving the group and, and walking away from Voss, um, beyond the white double doors, you see a polished marble mosaic floor of the grand ballroom, shiny enough to be a mirror. The dazzling mosaic depicts a silver chalice with the image of a golden sun emblazoned on the outside. Gilded mirrors and handsome uh, swagged cascade tapestries festoon the walls. Along the west wall, windows with continuing crimson drapes stretch from the floor to ceiling. The resonating harmony of a string quartet fills the room that you all walk into with a warm, jaunty, three-beat tune that invites you to waltz across it. 
as you see a few nobles have inclined to do so themselves. As you enter, you see a few more nobles take notice of Blaven as they make their way towards him. A burly man with broad shoulders and a thick belly, round, uh, reddish-brown hair, and a flowing beard waxed into a multitude of intricate circles stacked atop one another, scent, uh, with, scented with cedarwood, vanilla, and a hint of oak wood whiskey. At his side, a regal and quietly contemplated skeletal angular pillar of ice in comparison to her husband's ball of passionate fire. Like night and day, you see he is dressed in the latest fashion of vibrant colors and unique clothes as she, juxtaposed to him, is adorned in dull, deep royal blue simple petticoat and a bustle lifted Elizabethan gown of yesteryear. Ha <laughs> ha! Believe an old boy! Sir Baronet Flodivin, dear. And yes, 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 yes. As I was saying, how goes the war with the knights you command for the Queen of... Uh, of... Uh... Um, Fame Majesty, Lord Walter. I was getting to that. Uh, but yes, uh, go on. Uh, tell me about the far islands of the elves. I, I, I look again sort of decidedly bored. I put my hand on his shoulder and I say, the party, buddy. We don't need to talk about war right now. How have you been? Oh, you know, fantastic, you know. Here and there. And um, who is this guy? Uh, it is... This is... Halmore Awesomebar and Hera Awesomebar. Gotcha. Okay. Give you a second to look over your little notes on that. Yes. So it's Halimar? Yep. Halimar and okay. Hera. So oh, good, you know, carriages are coming along well. Lots of my work out here tonight. <laughs> As he kind of slaps you on the shoulder. Fantastic. And it looks like you've been here a little longer than me. So perhaps you can direct me to some of the better food. We had uh, some stuff from my childhood a little bit, uh, little bit ago, but I'm looking for something a little bit more exciting. Well, orders around here, but the feast begins shortly, and I tell you what I'm looking forward to trying the Casalenta chef's meal tonight. I hear it's one that's going to be for the fake court themselves. Ha ha ha! Midsummer joke there, as he kind of again slaps you on the shoulder, probably a little harder than, than knocks you over a Fair bit. Fair enough. Who's around me right now from our party? Uh, the rest of the party, as uh, they begin to walk up, seeing you uh, being engaged with this. Uh, whoever wants to be, I'd say. Yeah, I say not, not necessarily everybody, but whoever well, wants to be. Ross, you all kind of eye shot. Uh, are you keeping an eye on Blavin? No, can I? Is Boss near me? Well, you're muted, Boss. Um, for the sake of this, like, yeah, he's away from you because you asked him, and he hates you. But. <laughs> um, He's within eyeshot, definitely. Fair enough. So knowing that he wants to talk about the war, I look over, I, I make eye contact with Voss. I'm like, if you want to hear some awesome adventures, Voss, come. Meet a friend of mine. I don't come to you. And I look around confused. Eyeing you, hoping you get the message that's not my name. Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ronto. 
do you need a, a floral arrangement uh, container? <laughs> no, sorry, it's just a nickname. Moss walks over. Yes, Lord Flitvin. Flitvin. See, we all have trouble with names tonight. <laughs> um, this is my good friend Halimar and his his uh, his lady Hera. They're interested in war stories, but quite frankly, my adventures pale in comparison to yours. So, please regale us with stories from your past. And I pat uh, Haller on the Halimar on the shoulder and sort of walk off in the other direction. Oh, I love a good war story. What was the name again? I'm sorry. Dill. Dill. Oh. Dill. Dill, honey. Dill with the dill. I heard what I said, woman. Um, war stories. Yes. Do I see him floundering over here? <laughs> Probably. I am going uh, to sweep up very quickly and go. Helmore, boy, it's lovely to see you again. And he kind of looks. I you. clearly has no idea who I yeah, am. But, but he goes, yes, of course. Good to see you again. Yes, yes, you were the one who told me about that delicious buffet we were at, the last gala we were at. It was fantastic. It's just like you said, true nobles have burning vitality and must keep themselves full of food. And I have been eating nonstop since then. I'm telling you, it's done wonders for me. How have you been, old boy? I'm sorry, sir. Forgive me and my ignorance, but I've your name escapes me. Please tell me again. Oh well, this is uh, this is actually my brother. You know, my name is Bill. Bill Ronto. Uh, dastardly mm. parents, I'm afraid. That's where your confusion was, dear. This is Bill Ronto, and that is Dill Ronto. I, I, of course, I know that. Of course, I, 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 I hope the buffet was good. Of course, I know exactly who they are. I've known them the entire time. And uh, I will turn to. Uh, Lady Hera and be like, and as always, you look marvelous, Lady Hera. The stunning, the most stunning individual here, as always. It's lovely to see you again. The man complimented you, woman. Uh, <laughs> uh, she she bows knowingly. Uh, thank you for your kind compliments. Uh, they are not necessary. <clears throat> How's the uh, carpentry in a, uh, a carriage trade? It is very good, especially with the um, insistence of the Open Lord saying that we need double-decker uh, transportation now. Well, I know that it wouldn't be in any better hands than yours. Uh, my brother and I have an engagement we must get to, but it has been lovely seeing you both again, and I will I... see you at the feast. <laughs> and it, uh, hopefully we'll hear some of your war stories. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Look over boss. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, and then uh, as, oh, Lord Edler, a moment, please. And he kind of sees another noble walk by as he kind of moves over to get to getting distracted. And I will look over at Voss and just kind of pop him in the chest lightly with the back of my hand be like, war stories? Leave it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a <boss> impression. <laughs> Hey, hey, no angry glaring at the gala. We're having a good time. Think we are buying the art 100% of the time we're here. Think of it like that. Only yeah. You're one of the art buyers. 
If someone puts you in a war story, tell them something like, oh, well, I just don't have time for things. I found Starbuckler yet. That's something uh, I wanted to talk to you about real quick, and I'm going to wave Petunia over too, and I'm going to be like, I got a bad feeling somebody's following me. Why? I don't know. Maybe I'm just paranoid. Maybe it's the sprites and everything, but when I was looking ahead and looking for Starbuckler, I swear I saw somebody right behind me. I turned to look, and they were gone. I do a quick search. Anything amiss? Okay, go ahead and make a perception check or an investigation sure. check. Uh, either way, it'd be the same. It'd be bad. Twelve. Well, it'd be bad. <laughs> I'm. I'm gonna look Continue. around and say, "You see? So you don't see him? You don't see anything?" No. I'm going to be like, maybe I should give you the drink. I already have one of them. Okay, well then, whichever one of us gets it first. But I'm afraid. I'm afraid that somebody's watching me right now, and I shouldn't be the one giving the drink. Starbuckler specifically said, and I say this under my breath, Starbuckler specifically said that he entrusted Viomeliana to this. I honestly think she needs to be the one to have it. But if I encounter him first, I will attempt to discreetly hand mine off. Wait, did, did he say he specifically wanted her to... Yes, if we remember from recalling that plan correctly, yes. Uh, is He has perfect memory. Does he remember exactly what was said? Yeah. Um... You remember that V being involved is because she is a known noble, and so interacting with him, especially since he is a stickler for those kind of things, it would pass because everybody would know that he's not going to converse with anyone that isn't openly a known noble. Yeah, okay, right. So he, so once that's explained to me, yeah, I, I'll nod to Petunia and be like, I guess I got to get it back to her. Shit. Uh, I believe it. He's expecting V, though. I'm gonna, gonna slip over well, to V. Blaven is apparently prince of the fucking elves, so... <laughs> what? As Sasha's passing by and she hears that, not of the elves, just they. And keeps walking. When is she, when... My sincerest apologies. Lady. Anyway, I'm gonna head over to V and I'm going to try to slip her the potion back. And I'm going to be like, I'm just going like, to take her hand. It's like, it's so good to see you, Lady V. And then I'm going to put it back in her hand and be like, you should get a drink to our friend. It has to be you. Okay. And I'm going to pat her hand twice and be like, nobody here is going to be better for it than you. And I'm going to give her bardic inspiration. Awesome. Go ahead and make the slide of hand check with advantage as Renair sees what you're doing and assists you with this. Thank you. As he notices someone that is walking towards you and instantly steps in to... Natural 20. 25. Nice! And I just very cleverly slide it back into her hand. I very casually nod my thanks to Renair. Uh, Yeah, and there was... What was the other thing I was going to do? I can't remember what I was saying. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter. I, she's got it back. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, Bardic Inspiration. Yeah, let me take that off my sheet. That's what it was. Yeah. So there you go. Hopefully right, it'll happen now within 10 in, minutes. Back in V's camp. Yeah. Uh, and as you continue to break up, looking around for either of the two people that you're supposed to meet, um, at some point, uh, there's only one other main room that you have not ventured into. Uh, to look for him, and that would be the piano room. The piano room. I 
I right. will, uh, it's my favorite room in the place. I'll okay. check it out. I'm with you. Yeah, let's go. Watch your back. I think we should all go as a. Do we all kind of like mosey in at different times, but come is in? This as, is this where the auction is, or? Yes, it is where the gambling yeah, and the auction is. Gotcha. Harold will also talk about like this place. Sure is... Tell stories to Petunia the entire time he's there. He's like, and that right there is the time that they almost kicked me out because I took all the spoons and dropped them. And that right there is. Seisha <laughs> is doing what? Seisha is going to go back to the front and wait for a point where Willifort is not busy. Okay. And we'll approach him. Mm-hmm. Goodman Willifort. Um, Lord Seeker Valisbard, we've met previously. I, was... I am aware of who you are. <laughs> Sorry. Um, is there anyone here by the name of Gallivant? There is not. All right. I, I thought someone might be attending tonight, but apparently they're not. Thank you. Of course. And she will go back in. And I'm going to head to the gambling room. And as I walk around, I'm looking at everybody carrying trays, looking for anyone that has exceptional um, dexterity as they're moving through the crowds. I'm, I'm going off letter hints that were in the letter. Um, he mentioned delicious. Mm. And Gallivant had, was spelled with a capital G. So it okay. looked like it might be a name. Okay. So I'm going off those looking for Jarlaxle. Okay. Okay. Noted. All right. Yep. Um, the rest of you, I'll get back to you in a second, Station. Yep. Okay. As um, the rest of you, uh, or the group of you who had meandered into the piano room, uh, whoever wants to be there. Uh, At you, different times, this is what you see. Yeah, you, you don't necessarily. I'm wandering in, but I'm, I'm trying to keep Vaz in front of me. Mm-hmm. Just so I can keep an eye on him, but keep my distance from him. Okay. Donna? Oh. After passing through the five-tier rotating glass chandelier lit room of the, of the ballroom, you hear the cacophonous, unmistakable laugh of a certain type of walrus. You oh, enter a room oh. filled with a few long tables. An unoccupied closed grand piano tucks, uh, is tucked into the corner, and one center circular table filled with a few nobles through, uh, that throw a few gold dragons across the velvet cushioned uh, top. The long tables pushed against the walls are filled with rows of small arcane protected and locked boxes with a top slit. In front of them is a formal description of the items up for auction. Among the list are custom Asambar carriage designs, a catamaran yacht, Amphail horses, and an assortment of worldly decorative items. As you wander through or even approach the center table, you notice the game Three Dragon Ante. As Mert scoops a small pile of winnings, splitting the pot 50-50 with the house, uh, equaling around 100 dragons each. The rotund, blonde, curly-haired man dressed in formal dark green double looks up and nearly flips the table from seeing you. <laughs> <laughs> well, time more, bless my balls. Look who decided to trash the snob fest with his ugly mug. I'm going to interrupt him and be like, yes, it's me, Bill Ronto, and my brother, Dill Ronto. So good to see you again, Mert. Very 
Mr. Toronto. And Mr. Toronto. <laughs> I'm glad you're here. I need to talk to you. As he points to Voss. Uh, Dill. Dill Ronto. Yeah. I. Does this need to be ascended to more private bearings, or is this something we can do here? Ah, more private it is. Sorry, lords, ladies, but duty calls. There's two seats open for any looking to take from the rich and give to the poor. We playing standard, Emperor's Gambit, or combined? <laughs> I believe it's Emperor's. I sit down. Opportunity <laughs> <laughs> is fine. It's a good game. Never, I've ne- I don't, I've never gambled. You're the deadliest one at the table then. <laughs> Boss I'll... goes with Mert, feeling like he's learning a lot about everyone tonight. <laughs> All right. Uh, is anybody following? Yep. <laughs> Do I notice him following? Are you trying to be? Are you trying to be stealthy, Blaven? You're, you're, oh, muted. you're, you're muted. Sorry, uh, I'm not like sneaking behind plants or anything like that, but I'm trying to blend into the correct cloud. Okay, make make cloud a stealth check. Yeah. Let's see. I'm going to make an active perception check. Uh, it'll be off your passive. Okay. Uh, natural 18. Okay. So that's Total it. Hold. Beats it. Okay. Got it. Uh, yep. All right. Um, so you just meander and just seem unenthused as a lot of people kind of like nod to you and you quickly dismiss them and things like that as you stay far enough behind but still within earshot. Um, And uh, Mert kind of takes you through and kind of back out into the garden to where there's a little bit more openness where you can kind of go and have a slightly more private conversation. I start and I say, I have your money if this is about the debt. Oh, do you now? That's not what it is for, but I'll take it. I'll wait then. <laughs> I mean, we are about to become business partners, you and I. Right now, that it's mine. But if you want it to be yours as well. What are you talking about? I'm talking about the damn tavern, you idiot. Oh, yes, of course. But, sir, if you want to talk about the other things first, and not conduct business here at this gala, you know how I said that you remind me a lot of myself in my younger days? I do remember that revolting me, yes. <laughs> uh, well, what if I told you I wanted to bring you into the folds of a secret organization I'm a part of to help weed out the shite from the shine? I look at him. We are talking about the same kind of shite, right? I... I'm intrigued. I'm going to insight check him. Okay. Just because it's my nature to do so. Mm-hmm. It's the right move one. every time. Natural one? Okay. Natural one. I'm okay. rolling like shit. Good lord. Hard to, hard to read. You know this man is very hard to read. Um, but he continues. Yep. Okay. I already knew you can fight. I've looked at a lot of men in the eye over the years, and I knew it when I see it. 
but that's not all I see. See, it's true we must fight. It seems often enough to keep our swords and our tempers both sharp enough. Yet, know ye, all of us fight when we must or die. Moreover, ye only hear of blades drawn and death and spells hurled and never know of the many, many times that a quiet word or a skillful deal has turned enemies aside from each other, forced away clear where none was before, or distracted foes from eager tasks of tearing each other's throats out. That is the way we work in the shadows, subtle and quiet, behind the shouting. Trust and wisdom, and outfoxing the others that we deal in. So, what do you say about joining the Harpers? Voss pauses for a moment. And he wants to act like he's seriously considering this. Dustin is completely broken. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well done, I'm Dave. Sorry. Well done. Yep. Like he's serious. Totally missed what Dave did. Yep. Oh, I, I see you're thinking about it. Like you don't have to give me that answer now, but it's something you should be aware of. That the offer is on the table. I'll think about it. And I'll give you a reply soon. Thank you for your consideration. Before they part, I'm going to walk in a way away from them, but to make sure that Voss sees me in his eyesight as I walk away. Well. It seems like it's going to be an interesting evening, to say the least. Thank you for talking to me about this. I hope I don't have to tell you how important and imperative it is that you keep your fucking mouth shut. I don't have a problem with that. All right. I don't want to tell you that I'm a dangerous man, but I'm a dangerous man. So I have heard from many different sources. I would like that we could be friends in this at the very least. Aye, and don't worry. It's better that one day you end up like me, because the other option is pissing away your life running a bar like a Dernan. I have one thing one nightmarish thing keeps me up. It's the thought of becoming like you. <laughs> <laughs> you only wish you were me. I'll be oh. seeing you around, Dil Ronto. Till we meet again. I nod my head and then go to find Blaven, who clearly wanted me to see him. So, High Prince of the whatever the fuck. 
So how many secret organizations are you going to be a part of, my friend? Shut up. First off. Secondly, those within the know in our organization are already aware of this. And thirdly, I'm already a part of that organization. He just doesn't know it yet. But that man has ties to organizations I want dead, and I do not want him to look stupid. Fair enough. Really? <laughs> you, of all people. What do you mean of all people? I could point at 12 different people who should be king of the elves, most of them not even elves, and yet here you are. <laughs> I'm not looking to get promoted to king. I'm just a baronet, dude. Relax. I don't even know It's what that an accident is. of birth. Much like you. We just roll with it. And with that, we're going to take a break. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Welcome to Rock Punch, where the jokes are freaking awesome and the shenanigans are always dabbing. Come join the gang on a, like a really hot vape adventure around Atlanta, Georgia. Watch the crew as they just jerk off around the workplace, dog. Complain about movies that you can watch on a phone or whatever. whatever. Stream on Twitch like Minecraft and other stuff. Is boredom a part of your day? Then you need to seize the moment. Maybe take DMT. Look at that. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? Is it a reference to Fleischer cartoons from the 40s? Anyway, these guys don't have jobs, I guess. But they do at twitch.tv slash rockpunchatl. Or if you're like old school and like analog, you can watch their videos. They're released every Wednesday on YouTube. You ever think that Wednesday is not spelled like it sounds? You should say it like Wednesday, but it doesn't. Anyway, whatever you do, hit that subscribe button and be the first to like it. What do you say about that, Colton? I... Great. I'm not... Excellent. We're totally in the same room together. Anyway, with entertainment for geeks and gamers, things that are cool now in 2020, there's surely something for everyone at Rock Punch. So take a break from all your sick skate moves on your Heelys, or save your money at the vape shop and tune into Rock Punch, bruh. Dab, 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 dab. Oh, yeah. It's your favorite cinnamon bun of joy, Seisha. That happened, and then, so yeah, then this happened. And we're back. Yes. Back. At, a, at a gala. At a gala. With a bunch of, with a no, two nobles. Two nobles. In the party. In the party. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't act very noble. dos. I look, different cultures yeah. act differently. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, the party Cheers. is at Castle Lantern uh, Villa. For the Midsummer Gala. Midsummer Gala, as they are looking for um, Thardok Starbuckler and Jarlaxle Baneray. Yeah. And what could go wrong? What could go wrong? Uh, Seisha, if you want to go ahead and just give me a perception check. Sure. As you are the one that is actively looking for Jarlaxle oh. this time. It's a 19. 
19. Okay. Okay. One second. And just. Yep. So as you're wandering about, <clears throat> you look for any man that matches the descriptions of uh, what you know to be Jarlaxle. You look for Zardaz Zord, who wears uh, the peacock cape and the red cavalier hat. You look for um, uh, uh, JB Nevercott, Nevercott, who you met <laughs> only in quick passing. Yep. Um, and then you look for the proprietor of the Seven Mass Theater, who looks to be a, a Karaturan man. Um, and you don't see any of those. However, as you're wandering about, standing in the shadows, are three men that stand out amongst the crowd. The first, for his culturally different clothing, as you see a dark-skinned man wearing fine Zakaran gold and green robes of nobility similar to a Persian sultan. From his head rains a waterfall of thin, well-kept dreads that fall just past his chest to the lightly tucked waist sash that matches the accents of his curled-toed, stylish galesh boots. To his side is a thinly elderly man with short, balding gray, swept-back hair and a matching goatee beard with fair skin. His puffy and dark baggy eyes were said to always create a worried look about him, as you now see that. But what catches your eye the most about him is the archiepiscopal Gemini cross accents of his cufflinks, the symbols of the sacrosaints. The other, seemingly enraptured in his companion's curiosity, is a young gentleman with chiseled features, but a soft baby-like face with a pointed chin and slender nose. His slightly copper skin pops against the dark monotone blacks and grays of his high-folded collared cloak and doublé accented by his silky ombre silver hair and large bolero flat-top hat with an extra wide brim. His mannerisms seemed exaggerated and obviously thespian in nature, as he boasts about his escapades across Sword Coast. As you pass by, your ears catch a passing glimpse into their conversation that kind of stands out to you. So as far passed through the performed at Grand Opera Halls, and guest appearances of a few bodied taverns through Calypshan, most notably for the Afriti Caliphs of Memon. Even have made my way through the ports of Lantan, bringing exciting life to the dull, apathetic, logical minds of techsmiths of Gond. I made a short stint in Baldur's Gate, and after my tenure here, I plan to perform in Neverwinter before heading back to Luskin, my home stage. Fascinating. I'm fairly well-traveled myself through my years, but have found comfort in my grounded position in this increasingly mundane world. I would suggest seeing a sunset on the black sand beaches of Algorand on the Sea of Fallen Stars. What do you do? She's going to sort of stop for a moment and she'll turn and look over at them and just smile and approach. Now then, I 
apologize. I couldn't help but overhear your conversation of all these wondrous places and marvelous sights. And excuse me, but I also noticed your attire. Sacrosaints. They're an order that is dear to my heart. And you, um, just so you know, there's the thespian, there's the dark-skinned man, and then you're yes. addressing the older gentleman. Yes, I, I made a point of addressing each of the three. Yes. As I, as I said yeah. all that. Okay. Um, May I join you? I, I am Lord Seeker Seisha Valisbard. I am Baron Artoamorhen. Your Lordship, it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. I am Lord... Aristion de Marnin. Your Lordship, a pleasure. As he bows with a flourish and exaggerated bow. <laughs> she turns to the third man. I am Ghost. Lord Ghost. Your Lordship, what a pleasure. You've all seen such amazing places. Was it your work that took you there? Or obviously in your case, to the thespian, obviously in your case, a man of great talent would travel far and wide. Luskin's finest. I am, but of course, Luskin's finest artist, entertainer, performer, singer, songwriter, and playwright. May I offer you a segment from one of my upcoming plays? I would be honored. Jumping up to onto the fountain, <laughs> the man in the large brown hat gestures to the crowd. Ladies and gentlemen, a performance for this night of nights. Lend me not your eyes, nor your ears. Yet for a moment, lend me your hearts for love. Looks not with the eyes, but with the mind. And therefore is Cupid painting blindly that can break the coldest of stone hearts. Hark a tale that whispers sweetly on the summer's night. A dream whispered by the moon maiden that dripped from the glow of her soft lips into my mind, giving me the most beautiful and rare visions of what budding dewdrops of spring and summer's court Young babs who sweetly nestle into her nurturing bosom, yet fade from each passing light stolen by the day. What cruel tasks the gods do put upon our hearts, and what fools we mortals must be to let shadow into our hearts, whose hand plucks violently from our garden. They say parting is such a sweet sorrow, yet they do not speak of love. What doctors are broken yet still beating hearts while trapped within the emptiness of our castle of glass and lanterns may very well be the hollow sound that sunders us all. With that, with that, the garden goes silent as he takes his bow beneath the now enraptured nymph, echoing everyone else's awe of his performance. A light pattering of applause fills the area of the young thespian and kisses the hand of the enraptured fay. A thank you 
If you wish to see more of my performances, please make sure to come see me as the lead in Safira's Booty at the Seven Masks Theater, as the premiere was a matinee this afternoon. <clears throat> uh, v leans over to Renair. Did he say Safira's Booty? <laughs> that's what he said. <laughs> that's uh, yeah, that's definitely what he said. I, 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 that's about someone's butt. Yeah, uh, probably a pirate story would be my guess. A pirate's butt? You know what? We should go see that. I. Yes, we should. Wow. <laughs> um, uh, Sasha. Yes. Um, and Voss. Uh, what stood out to you as you were listening to it intently, and Voss, because it caught your attention, and I'll get to you in a second, but what stood out to you was the strange inflection on a couple of words as he told the story of a love kindled and lost through the absence of wanting children but not having them beyond a dream, leaving lovers to drift apart and leaving them feeling hollow on the inside. However, Voss... You heard not a story of love, but one of caution that stands out similarly to thieves' cant, yet broken and hidden like a fractured blade needing to be forged back together. I'm going to send that to you. To what that was. Okay. Uh, when he completes his, his bow and comes back down, Seishou will say, that was absolutely brilliant. Of course it was. <laughs> I wonder, um, I'm, I'm afraid I'm not the most skilled in dancing, but it is something that I do love. Would it be too forward of me to ask you for a dance this evening? Oh, my dear, trust me, you will have to stand in line because look at me. I... Don't but if I do have the time, I assure you that I would be happy to dance with someone of such a radiant beauty as yourself. Thank you. I will eagerly look forward to it. <laughs> I know you will. And with that, he kisses your hand uh, and bows to the two gentlemen that he was speaking to before, uh, before you see him saunter <laughs> off uh, towards the, the balcony where the butterflies are. I approach Sasha slowly. Coming up behind. Well, I assume you figured out the same. Mm-hmm. Here's what I caught from that. Apparently his men have been keeping leads on and making sure we're Yeah, I will I will slip my arm through Vosses and yeah. excuse myself from the other gentlemen and wander off. Yeah. Apparently he's found something of a lead. Something about the caretaker of the children here. Mm -hmm. Three of his men have gone missing in pursuit of this knowledge, which means it may be here. He told us to keep an eye on the doctor. I assume the doctor of the children. That would... But he also said following him alone could lead to death. Mm. All right. Whatever this is, is dangerous, and we're going to need backup. I'm going to... Go cast a little spell, I think. I'm going to excuse myself to the powder room. All right. And Seisha will 
make her way to the powder room. Okay. And you're easily able to find it. Uh, there are a couple of noble ladies in there repowdering their faces and uh, checking their makeup um, as you make your way into one of the stalls. Mm -hmm. As she's going in, ladies, you look absolutely lovely. Your gowns are exquisite tonight. Uh, and they give you a slight nod, but a look of disdain. Mm -hmm. I figured. And she will wait until she sees their feet leave. It doesn't matter if others come in. She just wants theirs to leave. And once they do, she is going to cast Locate Object. Okay. And as you cast Locate Object, kind of closing your eyes and reaching out with Agma's knowledge. Nothing. Nothing pings. Okay. Okay, interesting. How long does it last? I believe it lasts an hour? Up to 10 minutes. Or up to 10 minutes. Got it, got yeah. it. So, so I'm going to keep it up and kind of wander and hit the perimeter of the party just to see if it's somewhere around. And I think it's a thousand feet. Well, while she's doing that, I would like to gather Blaven, who's not hard to find. He's probably stalking me from a corner and giggling like a girl. Not really but... stalking when we came together. <laughs> okay. And Gariel, and relay the same information to them. Uh, Blaven, uh, easy to find as you just met up with him um, after talking with Mert. Uh, and then Gariel, you see. Uh, coming back up to Stacia. Uh, so Ika. As, as she's making her way back down from the powder group, you actually see Gariel going up to Stacia. Okay. I Go to join the girls then. Okay. Oh, Radiance. We have a look. <laughs> I do believe. Um, uh, ooh, now that is a tasty rumor that I have not come across yet. Were you able to find any other important persons? Yes, we found one in particular who relayed specific information to us. Something about the doctors taking care of the children, but warned us of great danger. Three of his men have gone missing, pursuing this knowledge. But given the fact that he's researched this place, it's probably here. Seisha, did you find it? I haven't come across it yet, but I just cast, and it only goes a thousand feet. It may be that the doctor knows where it is. It may not be here. It's a hell of a distance, though. It is. How wide uh, is this estate? It, it's not a thousand feet. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. it's definitely not on the property. Correct. No. Yeah. Okay. It's not here, but the doctor may know where it is. Um, and that's what we have to pursue. I can. I can speak with the Castellanters and see if maybe I could visit the children. I've met them before. We may need a certain part of discretion. I doubt the castle lanterns are going to be entertaining anybody's requests right now. Sure. I do need to speak to them anyways. I need to talk to them about the book. Go ahead, then. Do I... I doubt I've ever... Have we ever met this doctor or seen this doctor at all? You mm -hmm. have seen the doctor. Did we? Because okay, I, so I know I, what he looks like. Rushed to I them thought we did. them up and took them off. We saw the doctor? The doctor came and... Okay. Got, okay. Got That's what I thought. And he had a, a thing, and you went up and you cast 
Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Spasmed and spewed. The doctor yeah. came up, picked them up. Picked okay, them up. I thought it was their father that scooped them up. That's where I was. Um, so I relay what the doctor looks like. Oh, that's uh, right. All yep. of them. Bald and uh, a beard and uh, spectacles. Gotcha. Um, and say, maybe close to the children, maybe close to the castle lanterns, but that's our best lead and we need to start pursuing it. I wish we could take the rest of the party with us, but somebody needs to keep an eye on Starbuckler, unfortunately. Right. Well, I don't. When they were outside this. playing, did they have toys with them? They did. Okay. I could try to locate their toys. That would lead us to the children, which would likely lead us to the doctor. It's something. What are you going to do with him when you get him? Talk to him? That's a good question. But didn't you relay something about being dangerous and people dying by pursuing him? But we've been asked by the castle lanterns to do this. If he knows where it is, he's been told we're supposed to find it. I don't know. Forgive me if I'm wrong, but Mr. Ronto, you did say we're supposed to just keep an eye on him. Yes. Ah, that's very different then. Well, hopefully, if we do not make ourselves known, perhaps he'll do more talking than we expect. Yes. If confronted. Also, this is a nobles gala. I'm not sure if us talking to help without express reason would be uh, seen as normal. Mm. I may, I. to the to the women i say and as you both know you can pretty much walk up next to anybody and catch most of their conversation and then i court sort of dead eye over on boss i hold back a fucking punch i want to throw in his smug elf face right now but i just i glare i look at the floor and i just say all right We'll play it that way then. I don't like this patience game and I don't like the way this is. So we're just out, going to look for the doctor and follow him? Keep an eye on him for now. Just keep him in eyesight. When the opportunity occurs, if anyone sees it, to have him alone, then we strike him. Strike as in talk to him. Yeah, for that's now. what strike means. Or are we jumping him? Because We will be a striking a conversation. That's what I thought. Okay, good. Just making well, sure. Sometimes you don't know with boss. You can he's tell boss is like, <clears throat> that's not what he meant by striking, but he's not going to argue the point. <laughs> All right. Well, have you found any good rumors? Oh, I have, but I'm not going to tell you mine until we discuss later. And then we'll weed out the same ones that we both find that they won't count to the overall tally. Okay. I've been busy working so far, so I haven't had a chance to play yet. As have I. Hmm. Shall we? I believe we shall. I, I can spare a few moments with you, my love. And Sasha will slip her arm into Gariel's and escort her down to the dance floor. Okay. Going over to the boss, and I say, I assume that's a no for you, right? (laughs) 
Go to hell, Blavin. <laughs> and you hear, you hear a, oh! <laughs> as, as a, a noble walks by. <laughs> for the rest of the evening, I'm keeping a specific eye out for the doctor. Okay. Same. Okay. Same. Absolutely. I will use your passive perceptions as you begin to do that. Actually, oh, go yes, ahead and please. both. Yeah, well, it's fine. We can do passive perceptions. That's t- totally fine. Um, and so as you begin to look out for that, we'll get back to you. We're going to jump over to V and Renair. What are you doing? <clears throat> okay, well, um, I do want to say V Def wants to check out the gambling room at some point. Okay. Um, and, uh, but mostly she, you know, wanted to ask Renair privately about, like, oh, she's not really sure the best way about getting this to, um, Starbuckler. She's just like, I just feel like, you know, I guess I could grab two drinks and walk over to him, but that just feels kind of weird and servery and like very setting me up. And I don't want to do that. And like, I don't really know the best way of going about this. And I just don't really know what to do. You're a lady and you should never serve drinks. Right. That's the other part of that is like, I've never served a drink to anybody in my life. I'd probably trip and spill it. I will approach with you and we will go and you will hold your hand out for him to kiss it, as that is the appropriate way to do it. And as such, you will have it in your thumb, and as you do this, it will take it. Makes sense, and I have big hands, okay. I will I will give you an opening and insist you on this. Have you seen him anywhere? I have not yet. Have you seen my family anywhere? I have not. I haven't seen them at all, and they're hard to miss. Suddenly, from I can behind, see over everybody. <laughs> suddenly, from behind, you hear a few women chattering to themselves as they approach. You turn to see a dark-haired Karatern woman around her mid-thirties in a black flowing gown with silver embroidery lining the chest, arms, and rim of the skirt that float across the ground with an imagery of knotwork that leads into swords. Besides her is a blonde-faired, skinned, disproportionately hourglassed woman in a dress so vibrant and avant-garde it is almost too loud to hear the music in the courtyard. You instantly recognize them as Lady Imperio, Agondar, and Lady Kura Snow. Oh my god. Millie, is that you? <gasps> it is you. Wow, look at you. How have you been? Oh my god! I just forgot the fucking names. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I heard there, snow. We'll, it's okay. We'll, we'll put it in the, <laughs> in the chat for you. It's a, it's a, okay. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm so happy you been! Uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're getting so high pitched, your microphone didn't even pick it up. Oh my god, really? <laughs> yeah, nothing came through just then. <laughs> okay. Oh my god, MP and Kara. I, I heard you opened your own tavern in the North Ward. That old Trosco Manor, correct? Yes. Isn't yes. that the old haunted building known for the hag incident? Oh, yes, but they're gone now. But it was really wild walking in there, just having furniture fly around. Good fun. 
You know, it seems like you have a reputation for collecting discarded things and claiming them your own. Oh, Renea, by the way, how's your father? Oh, bitches. <laughs> In a moment of awkward silence, you can feel Renea's seething annoyance before it, feel, before it feels like a shadow falls heavy upon you from behind. It is easy to conquer and lay claim over something once it is already beaten. You see the two women smile coyly as they sip on their drinks and stroll away as a booming, displeased voice echoes out from behind you. You turn to see the towering granite-skinned titan that is your father standing next to a disappointed, disapproving sadness that envelops your mother. It seems they will let anyone into these private parties. Pathetic of you to weasel your way in by coasting in on the coattails of my name. What? I have my own name. That is not what was echoed through the halls as you entered this premises. Well, that's not what's on the invitation. Actually, it was. It, it is. It is your old. It is the Capella name on your. Really? Because the Castle Lanterns don't, don't know. know your I new thought name. I told them. Oh. Fuck. Well, I mean, whatever. Yep, it's all good. Come. Well, I don't say that then. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> fair. Come, Vania. I do believe we have overstayed our welcome. Nice insult, Hannah Montana. Got any more harsh digs? And with that, you watch as your mother and father walk away and outside of the gate into the sea ward. What did I just say? <laughs> I have no idea. It sounded mean, though. I liked it. You should have seen the look on his face. I just, I don't know. I, I don't even know if what I said was actually insulting. It just sort of came out. <laughs> I have no idea what a mon... Tanhenna is, but anyways, I, I could use. I do you want a drink? I could use a drink. Yeah. Yeah, that's I. I hate nobles. <laughs> he offers his arm to you, and uh, she takes it. And uh, as you all make your way to grab some more beverages, uh, Renair actually takes you up on your offer and escorts you into the gambling hall where you see Harold and Petunia sat at the table playing three dragon ante. Yep. And you can, you can sit down and join if you so wish. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm in. Okay. It is a 50 gold buy-in. Oh yeah, I'm buying in. Of course I'm buying it. I mean, yeah, fucking fine, nobles, man. are you kidding me? Wait, 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 it's dice, right? No, no. it is cards. Oh, this, is cards. Card. this is Harold's favorite game. If you have proficiency in three dragon ante, you will be rolling with advantage. I do have proficiency in three dragon ante. Because this is Harold and sure, Ethan's favorite game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, you're gonna make a series of checks um, and that is going to be the first one you're going to make is intelligence. Okay, so it's proficiency bonus with advantage. Uh, just an, an intelligence check. Oh, just an intelligence check with advantage. Yep, with advantage. Yeah, cool. Both of us are just 
Just... Uh, all, all three of you can roll, but he's the only one that gets advantage. Correct. Amblin streak's pretty high, man. I know what I like. Ooh, that first roll is bad, though. Even with the advantage, it's real bad. <laughs> okay. Same. Uh, Renair is not going to play. He's just going to sit back and, and watch. Oh, don't forget uh, your your dice, there, Petunia. Oh, my lucky dice. Yeah, you can use I them could. against people. I could. But is this really the time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is this really the time? Uh, to be all right, using Harold, that? what'd you get? Uh, I rolled a five. Okay. Maybe use them for other people. <laughs> uh, Petunia? I rolled I rolled a four, giving me a You could lucky. Three. I know. Well, I'm saying there might be a, yeah, a more be. appropriate time that I might need to use total lucky of what? during tonight. Uh, I total of, because I have plus two intelligence. Uh -huh. um, oh. And then I've got my lucky stone. So yeah, well, that would what be did seven. you? A seven, thank you. And B. Wow. Okay. Ain't great. Uh, you watch as a couple of the other nobles, uh, two, seem to uh, have the heavier hand. Um, and uh, another. Uh, another fifty goes down into the pot. Okay. Oh, I don't have that much. I will pay your way. Oh no, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna win this. Oh no. We're gonna win this. Oh no. Uh, All right. I will. Do I need to make a sleight of hand check to to slip money on her side? Um. Typically, you can just give someone money at a table. Yeah, you can gift money. That's fine. Okay, because, that's especially fine. because this is all for charity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like, okay, cool. All right. Here we go. This is all for charity. That's why I'm doing this. Charity. All right. We roll again. So charitable. Uh, this one is going to be deception. Oh, oh no. with advantage? Yeah, you have advantage on all of these checks because you are proficient with... <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so they all right. charisma checks? Okay. Harold. Oh, no, that intelligence. 30. Okay. Petunia. Uh, five. Total 19. Nice. Okay. okay. And V? 15. 15? All right. Yeah, everybody made that, a good one. That round's a little bit better. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, where, uh, Harold, you definitely have the strongest lead with uh, Petunia behind, and V and the other two seem to kind of come out evenly. Yep. Do you want to raise, Harold? Oh, of course I want to raise. Okay. I'm giving up now. How much to raise? 50? Uh, it would be 50 at the lowest. Oh, at the lowest? Well, then fuck, I'll put another 100. 100? Okay. Oh. oh, whoops. Remove that. There we go. All right, cool. Yeah. Put another 100 down. Okay. Uh, let's see here. And for, uh, I, you know, I feel like Petunia's on a hot streak. I'll throw another 50 down for Petunia. So 150? 150 total. Okay. Damn. All right. <clears throat> Think of Petunia as like an another advantage die. Like, genuinely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, next one you're going to roll is Insight. Uh, you're trying I'm... to read the other oh, players and what they're I doing. I love this. This is great. 
Okay, not bad. 19. Harold, 19. Okay. Petunia? 17. Hey, all right. And V? 17. Wow, all right. Okay. Everybody's Um, doing great. This round, the two nobles that had the strong lead are starting to fall behind, uh, again, with Harold in place. But Petunia and V coming and tying in this round. Ah. Um, Learning. We're going to, the uh, none of the other nobles bet. So is it just us now? It's just, uh, no, no, they're there, but they don't, like, it's like they check. Oh, they're, they they're checking. Okay. Yep. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm on a roll. I'm getting flights left and right. I'll put another 50 for both, uh, m- me, I'll put 50 for me and 50 for Petunia. Okay. Oh, that's a lot of money. V, are you <laughs> putting in 50? Yep. Yep. Let's keep right. going. I still right. have money, so. Uh, next, I need a sleight of hand check as you shuffle your cards around, trying to feign that what card you have in front, which one you're going to play. What are we doing? Yeah. An intimidation check, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, go ahead and roll that sleight of hand. Did it. Ugh, looking good. Okay. 24. 24, nice. And Petunia? Um, I got a 16 total. Nice. Uh-huh. And V. Oh, 17. <laughs> you see the other two nobles like sweating and kind of getting nervous as uh, Harold, you're really starting to run the table. Uh, and Petunia and V are kind of neck and neck the entire time. Yep. Uh, they're learning the game uh, fairly well. Uh, it is on you to bet again if you so wish. Oh, I do. Okay. I so, I so do. How much more I, do you have? I'm going to lean over to you. Like, you still in? Uh, if you, if you want to keep me in, sure. A hundred more gold I slap oh on that gosh. table. Oh, right. All right. I'm in too. Uh, oh. That's a hundred, meaning 50 for you. Yeah, right, right. Okay. So that's 50 across the board. Oh, wait, 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 wait. wait. Oh, How much have you? Oh, I've been matching. Oops. So I didn't mean to put 100. So you need to take back uh, 50 for this time, 50 for the last time, and then it was 75 each for the third time to make it 150 total? Yeah, Yeah, I think so. So 175 is what you should have back. Uh, All right. And lastly, an intimidation check as you are (laughs) dominating the table and running it. And you're going to put the fear into them that you are going to win and they are going to (gasps) lose. Oh, what'd you get? 24. I I got a 26. Nice. I got a natural 20, bitch. Oh, yo. Uh, And Petunia. How scary is Petunia? 17. Hey. You're a Petunia gives him the. If what I think is happening is happening, <laughs> I for one hope I lose just because I know the children need it. All right, and uh, it's for the kids. With the kids. that, the um, wait on your your earnings. Alrighty. All right. So with that impressive gamble of you putting in incredible amounts of money and they kept going with you and not dropping out everybody if i'm reading that correctly or is that no okay got it everybody will make uh 187 uh gold 
187 gold back. Three of them. Nice. Oh, sorry. Yeah, hold on. It's more. Yeah. Uh, I did that math wrong. I was gonna say, I was like, it sounds a little. Like, low, I'm pretty but... sure it donated more than there that. There you go. Three hundred three hundred and twelve gold. Remember, half of it goes to charity. Charity, right? right, right yeah, absolutely. Right. So this is already a losing scenario, but you did right. not lose as bad as you could. Yep. And and Harold's here to have fun, and it's it's just money. We'll get more. You know but... what? I'm just gonna donate all of it. Oh. I don't need it. Uh, man, you technically only lost. 48 gold gold yeah we did good uh and harold oh, you want to give your whole winnings be to charity yes but okay. i'm thinking i uh subtracted a lot wrong during that because every time ethan said 100 mm -hmm. <laughs> i did 100 instead of 50 yeah do you uh do you remember so what now i'm looking at so after like trying to like i ended up with it's all good. You should have less than you started with. Yeah, I definitely have less than I started with. I do too. I'm about like 200. For sure, have less than I started So do I. That, okay. That's expected. Because we were going to lose money no matter what because it's right. for charity. Because for right. charity. She was doubling the bets is what she so said. You don't, yeah, you can hold on to the cash. They made a lot of money off us. Now. Yeah. yeah, just hold on to it. It's fine. Yep. And while you're playing this, you actually hear some gossip and rumors. Uh, is so? It is. So what you you find out is let me scroll down through my rumors. Um, you find out that the Adorbrandt family, the tragedies of the late 1300s and early 1400s devastated the family's fortunes. However, starting with the Deepwater War, the oceanic invasion destroyed a great many of Adderbrand's fleets, and then the strange circumstances in Mazpica ravaged the coffers even more. Entire branches of the family disappeared during these events, as many went down with the ships and vanished within the New World, never to be heard from or seen again. Uh, Seisha, um, if you would like to uh, roll a charisma check um, and a perception check. Sure, sure, sure. Charisma is a 19. Okay. And perception is a natty 20 for a 22. Okay. Thank you, D&D Beyond. Sorry, um, guys. So something that you learn, uh, listening out for the people that you've already met and so therefore can put a name and face and rumor to it, Mm -hmm. is that uh, Lord Goss, who you know now as Jarus Goss, uh, is the last member of a Goss family line. He has lost most of his wealth due through philanthropy in donations. what? I'm sorry? Philanthropy. Okay, thank you. Yep, donations specifically to the Spires of the Morning, the Temple of Lathander. It. What catches your attention the most is when you hear rumors of sacrosense, as you learn that he is rumored to be a vampire hunter. Okay. I oh. actually want to try to track him down before the end of the night. Okay. 
You also learn a name that catches you. You learn that the Gathala have become the leading supplier for all of Waterdeep's armor and weaponry. They recently bought the contract to arm the city guard from the Growlhunt when they were under suspicion. Interesting. Uh, and you hear that when you hear a couple of people talking about how the Growlhunt showed up. And when they saw the Gathalas, they immediately turned away. Interesting. Um, the gambling table. You learn that the Stormweather family, the lady, Alil Stormweather, um, you know that some of you already know that the husband has a temper, um, but has never laid a hand or done anything to his wife, to his consort, Lady Alil. But you heard rumor that it said that she arrived to her wedding with a single book from her family's extensive library, 10,000 Venoms and Poisons, one of the most extensive treaties on poisons, so dangerous it is forbidden by the lords to own it. She explained that if he raised a hand to her even once, it had best be for murder, because if he left her alive, she would introduce him to five of her favorite entries from the book. I like her. <laughs> Katie likes her. <laughs> <laughs> um, the people at the gambling table here really hushed tones as they speak of something dark um, as they watch as Lord Dobrawin Sigrun Anteos II Sig's father that during the Anteos family time as commoners although very rich ones his uh, the older brother of Dobrawin uh, Thon Ilvil was found to be engaging in black market slavery, tried and convicted to flogging and 60 years of hard labor, and he did not survive the first decade of the sentence. Yep, and then- I'm the, sorry, the, what was he accused of? Uh, black market slaving. Okay. And, but three to 400 years ago, you know, when they were involved in that in the North, Yeah. you know, it, it really set aside due to law but from that they've spent you know sufficiently to retain their identities in most folk what they think of house and Teos. you know I, from what i hear dilbrun's been working hard to get rid of that because at least i don't think they're involved in it but you never know yeah just a black stain on the past yep and that is what you guys hear There's a lot of good rumors. So much juicy there. Mm -hmm. I'd like to roll a perception check to see if somebody's watching me in the room. Okay, go ahead and make a perception check. <laughs> An eight again, a strong eight. Everybody's watching you. You just won a whole house pot. Yeah, that's <laughs> fair. You just cleaned the that, like, who is this guy that just showed up? Not a like Bill Ronto. Remember the name, the full Ronto experience. You're building my legend in the worst ways. <laughs> <laughs> God damn right. This is right. why boss hates parties. 
Uh, believe uh, it. It's why boss should love parties. Yes. What are you doing? Uh, well, I've been just wandering around trying to find uh, either of the people that we're looking for, keeping okay. an eye on Voss as much as possible, because um, he's usually a good source of information. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Very, very etiquettely put. Uh, <laughs> um, well, uh, doing that, with a little more mingling that you're doing while searching uh, or possibly waiting for stuff Starbuckler to arrive, you find yourselves heading back towards the Grand Courtyard, as there seems to be no sign of him in the house. Leaving your various conversations and gambling, you're also kind of just in various times and other and points kind of entering into this courtyard. Um, you may way, make your way back into the butterfly balcony that wraps around the building. Uh, and as you do, Seisha, something catches your eye. A blue butterfly with intriguing markings of what looks to be a face or a mask. Your heart flutters with its wings as you follow it, hoping to see the imagery of a skull until a sinking disappointment falls to the pit of your stomach when you see it more akin to look of a masquerade mask than a skull. Mm-hmm. Darling, are you all right? Yeah, I just, I thought, for a moment, Venley was here. If not in person, then in spirit, I guess you could say. But I was mistaken. Is she all right? Are Honestly, you all right? I don't know. She... She's crossed the threshold twice now. There are plenty of us from the Doom Raiders that have crossed that threshold, and it is not a pleasant one any time. Have, have any of you crossed it in a way where you stood before Kalimvor? Yes. Not me personally. I have not been with them for that long, but I've heard tales. Did it did it change them? Death changes lots of people. It all depends on how you face it. You can either run head first, knowing that death cannot hold you any longer, which is a fool's errand. You can respect it, or you can shy away from it and recluse yourself into a life of seclusion and I rather think that death comes from us. Death comes for us all, and we do not get to choose when that is, but we get to choose how we live. I, and, just, uh, I think Venley is on the precipice of hiding away or handling it and moving forward in a healthy way. And she's she's gone, and I can't help her i can't be there for her and sometimes you have to let something grow on its own otherwise you'll smother it and chase it away she's scared which makes you scared that's fine but let her deal with it in her own time you're very wise i am very worldly You can be worldly without being wise. 
You've paid attention and you've learned. You have a brilliant mind. I would say that traveling does help battle the walls of ignorance, but you are true in your wisdom as well. You have to be willing to accept these barricades being broken, your perspectives changed. Yeah, I've had a lot of that since I came here. It's, think of it as a farmer. You must rotate the crops in order to make sure that they grow more steadily and vibrantly. Otherwise, they will rip the earth of its nutrients. So right now, Venley's rotating the crops. That is a way to look at it. I do wish I could see her, though. I'm sure it won't be long. And then almost immediately after you all hear the booming voice of Williford echo, echo out across the yard once more. Entering Lord Starduck Starbuckler. And no one but you seems to hear the name that you've been all waiting for for the night as they continue to mingle amongst themselves and meet with uh, the other nobles throughout the gap. What do you all do? I'm going to look and be like, well, I think we played enough cards for the night. Don't you think? Th- don't you think so? And I will hold my hand out to take Petunia's, and I will help her from her seat as we both get up, and I will nod knowingly to V, and Oops. we will kind of all go off. And I'm going to try to. Um, I'm sure by now it's probably already been ten minutes since the last time I gave Bardic Inspiration, isn't it? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to put my hand on V's shoulder and be like, you've been killing it all night. You're the best one for the job. You're going to rock this and we're going to get out clean just like we always do. And I hold up the fist. Nice. And I will give you Bardic Inspiration. I already had it. Yeah, but it only lasts 10 minutes. Oh, it went away. Yeah. yeah, so there's another 10 minutes worth, so get to him <laughs> <them> soon. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm actually going to head to the silent auction room. Okay, the gambling hall? Yeah, well, specifically to the silent auction area. I was okay. just going to look so, at the items up for auction. All right, the silent auction, you just write somebody's name down to... Yep, and you write the amount in their name. <clears throat> Excellent. Oh, no. No! I will say this. You Signature. only know how to write one person's name here. Well, and Signature. my own. Signatures yeah. matter, um, but you are a forger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, he's not even my handwriting. I swear to God, if I find out I'm on the hook for like a thousand gold worth of stuff, I'm coming for you out of game. <laughs> Look, you only have to pay for it if you win. Yeah. If you're the highest bidder. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a gun. That is so good. Okay, so you all hear Starbuckler's name echo through the halls. Um, I hear that knowing that they should have this covered and knowing that they're going to be raiding him soon. I would, before I head to Silent Auction, because I'm a little curious and keeping my eye out for the doctor, I want to give one last look to see as Harold passes by if anybody's following him. Okay. Okay. He did seem concerned. Make a perception check. Oh, so close to a natural 27. 
Once again, nobody stands out. Yeah. Yeah. Just mingling. It's a couple of times that eyes glance in your direction, but nothing that seems nefarious or in pursuit. Damn. As as I'm walking in there, actually, if I can, I'd like to make a perception check that none of us are being followed. Sure. Go ahead. That's a little better. That's a 16. You don't really notice anybody following you. Like, there's no one, like, tailing you. You go in there, you wait, wait to see if anybody who you've seen a couple times. Yeah. Everybody's just mingling. I'm good. I mean, you see, like, the same person that you see that once, whenever you run into them once, you run into them at least seven or eight times throughout the night. Yeah, it's a limited audience. Uh, But other than, I mean, no, it's... Okay. Um, And I would say that you all start to realize there's about 50-ish people here. Good party. Okay. Um, maybe I I, I kind of want to run interference for V and just go talk to people, not to hold any real conversation. It'd be just empty pleasantries and things like that. I'm just trying to keep people from seeing. I don't want people to be like, well, the last person I saw, you know, Starbuckler with was V, you know, V Emiliana Gathala. So I'm literally just trying to run an interception for her and talk to people. Okay. Just to grab more attention away from her. Okay. I guess I'll be Got doing it. that too. Okay. Um, you know what? And in fact, I'm going to give her some advice and be like, listen, whenever anybody asks you a question, the best way to just keep them talking is ask a question back. No matter how ridiculous that sounds, everybody loves talking about themselves. You're going to do great, and I'll give you Bardic Inspiration as well. Okay. I love I love being a bard. <laughs> That's a D8, right? That's a D8. Mm-hmm. Uh, v, what are you doing? Alright, well, I am... <clears throat> Moseying my way over with Rainier to Starbuckler. Okay. Uh, Noticing you approach, he stands firm with a slight nod of his head and an extension of his hand. He grips Rainier's hand first and gives it a quick, firm shake and then daintily holds yours and nods in respect, but does not kiss it. Right. But I do want to mention that I do have the bottle in that hand. And as he grabs your hand, he will kind of, as he goes to kiss it, he will say quietly enough to where only you can hear it. There are too many shadows for prying eyes to linger unaccounted for. It would be the best to make the exchange in broad light among the crowd while they are all too focused on themselves or the partner to notice a quick enough. If I am not too late for the carol dance, May I suggest during the change of partners and hands as we all court each other in the ballroom, but do everything you can to go unnoticed. I will then excuse myself to the powder room upon my return. I will make my leave wherever the night may take me. Now, if you don't mind, I must pardon myself, milady. I have a few appearances I need to make. Of course. And um, with that, I assume he parts? Yep. Okay, so real quick, um, did he take it or not? <laughs> no, I think he's saying- I, He said to do it in, the, in another area. Yeah, and the reason why is because- Sorry. It's a very, it was a very lot, a lot of words for a long whisper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, it, the shadows in the trees and everything Too around there- Too many shadows, do it in the yep. ballroom, got yep. it. 
All right, well, she turns. Who's the closest person? Probably Harold. Probably. And I will. Okay, well, turns to Harold and goes, well. You talked it off? Nope. Okay, was there a plan? Yes. Uh, Ballroom. He said there's too many shadows here. Uh, He said there's too many shadows here. So I guess he means like during the dance? Yeah. Yeah. No. No, no, no. What? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> no, I, I think she's not saying no to, to that plan. I think she's saying no because she doesn't really want to dance. Oh, I thought she was telling me no. And I was like, did you hear something I didn't? No, you're you're golden. Okay. No. I, I like this plan. We can do it when the partners change. You just need to make sure that you're going to be Starbuckler's partner when we do the swap. Right. Absolutely. We've done it a million times. We can do this. We can do it. We can. Oh yeah, we can do it. I we just, got this. Fucking. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Oh God, Harold <laughs> starts sweating, and he's gonna stiffly walk over to each member of the crew very clandestinely. But there's a stiffness to him that says, "Oh no, oh no, the plan, oh no." Um, and he's going to casually mention to each of you what the new plan is, and then he's going to tip to his hand, start heading towards the ballroom. As you make your way towards the ballroom, you notice the illusion of a playful satyr poking its head out from the bushes as if playing a game or hunting something. Rushing past you is a streak of blue and white, moving so quick it's more of a blur than anything else. And even if you try and focus, your eyes don't seem to uh, glimpse what it is. The satyr jumps out and tries to capture the tiny quick fey creature before crashing down on its face before scurrying back into the bushes. Good flex, dude. To the east, just between the guest house and the coach house, a call is made for all the unwedded aristocrats to make their way to the vine-wrapped erected pole whose crown is adorned with the extension of floral-lined ribbons. For those that participate or watch, you see a weaving dance of women who joyfully and daintily float across the lawn as they interweave through each other, creating a braided rainbow of colors, typically ending with a pairing from those participating. Uh, who is anybody joining in the maypole? The maypole? No. Yeah, I'll join in. No. Okay. It's a learning is it, experience. Is this the dance? It is not, it is not it is the formal dance. It is just a... And it is, it it's is less, yeah, it is less like, uh, it, like dance moves and more so you're creating this weave of flowers yeah. down this weave back and forth yeah. in, in between each other. You're making a pretty pull. Yeah. Do, yeah. do all the nobles. Do it because it's, it's part of the experience. Yeah. I don't think Harold's gonna, uh, it doesn't, I mean, like, it just doesn't seem like something Harold would be like, yeah. You do it. see, uh, couples pairing up as it was mentioned. Oh, yeah, it was mentioned oh, that oh, any of those. Thing? Hmm? It's a couple's thing? It is a couple's thing. Maple, yeah. All right, well, in that case, I will oh. turn to Petunia and be like, oh, no, it's going to be fine. It's okay. I'm going to trip. I'm going to run over you're not, someone. I'm going to step on someone's toe. You're not going to do any of I'm those gonna things. I'm going to poke on someone's eye somehow. You're, I don't know how, but you, somehow I'm going to manage to do it. Petunia, before we talk about poking on anybody's eyes, you're just going to look beautiful and we're gonna have fun and that's all that's gonna matter and if you trip and fall we are never gonna hang out with these noble assholes ever again i hope 
I'm actually going to hit the silent auction room. I, I yes. rolled a die to determine. Okay. Uh, if the Harold, she's gonna go bet. <laughs> it falls <to> the fist. <laughs> All right. You're so awesome. And uh, I will uh, take Petunia's hand and hit. Like, you want to do this? Uh, Take a chance. Sure. All right, let's do it. All right, Harold and Petunia, you each take a strand of flowers. Harold, you reach for purple instinctively, and Petunia hurries over to the only vacant spot as fortuitously grabbing a strand of yellow petunias. <laughs> you interweave through the dance of the other nobles, hoping that your strands end paired with each other. However, your panic begins to set in as Petunia is overstepped and pacing from the long strides of others around her, wondering in fate, will pair you with, with another. However, despite the unperfect weaving of the floral braid down the pole, it ends with both of you standing face to face as the other groped couple stand in awkward silence as their pairing does not match their suitor. Hey. Hello. Come to these <laughs> kind of parties often? <laughs> uh, no. Well, I'm really glad that the one time you did, you did with me. And he is going to bend down and peck her on the lips because I, I imagine anything more than that will be seen as, oh my god, <laughs> that's pretty scandalous. Yeah, I'm sure even that was enough. But yeah, that's fine. Uh, and Harold's going to uh, look up and he's like, whoa, petunias, did you do that on purpose? No. You really are one of a kind. And uh, yeah, the Harold will take her hand is there anything we do with this or is it just like it's just kind of there now no it's just kind of there it is yep. an interweaving it has a bunch of symbolism for uh things throughout midsummer yep and it is typically a pairing for the couples and they will intertwine and meet with each other but because of petunia's off sync except yeah. for you two that's awesome i love it the most uh, unlucky lucky halfling yep I love it. It's so um, adorable. So, Seisha, you walk into uh, the gambling hall with the uh, silent auction as mm -hmm. you see Blavin just kind of looking over casually the items. Ah. Good evening, Sir Baronet. You can call me Blavin. <laughs> but it's so much more fun to call you Sir Baronet. Fair enough. <laughs> you could do that around Voss. That would actually help a lot. Oh, okay. I can do that. I'm sure he'd love it. It's good for him. It builds character. And he needs it. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you looking at? Oh, just, you know, I'm a fan of calligraphy. Oh, are you? Yeah. I'm, I love reading. My signature's books. fascinating. Really? I want to see it. Oh, the signatures. Oh. Oh, oh, just different signatures. No, I love older books where they're handwritten and everything is gilded. And I find that fascinating, too. Do you make a study of it? More of a hobby than a study. Oh, that's nice. Are there any good items up for bid? Uh, honestly, I haven't been paying attention to the items. I'm more interested in the print and the, oh, the handwriting. That's fair. Did you get a bid on something? I was thinking about it. I wanted to see what there were. I heard that there were some horses, two, two Amfell horses. And... I bet you have beautiful handwriting. You mind if I watch? No, that's fine. Sure. Well, I hate you so much, Dave. <laughs> you are so slick. Oh my God! So you just—you can't even—you um, just straight up asked her. 
Yeah, yeah, I did. See, nobody's talking about where the hell we're going to put these horses you're going to accidentally win. I'm going to buy them, and I'm going to rent stables in the White Bull area. You have a magic horse. How many non-magical horses these do you These are need? a gift. Uh, how much is the bid? Um, how much is the current bid on the horses? Two... Uh, all right. Uh, the current bid is currently 565 gold. And are they paired or are they individual? That is individual. And you know that uh, typical horses mm -hmm. are sold for around 50 gold. Okay. But you also know that Amphail horses are like the top of the line. Yeah. And okay. very sought 500 after. And what? 565. I'll bid 580. Okay. okay. On one. Okay. All right. Um, the other items are uh, carriages, a yacht, and decor items. Is there anything um, divine looking, like angelic or anything like that? No? Not really. Mm -mm. Most of it is gold or multi, uh, like uh, culture items. You see okay. a couple of things that like reminiscent of what Garyel had on her ship. Yeah. In the sense of uh, other cultures, items that yeah. people yeah. have as show pieces and conversation pieces in their Yeah, house. there's like a couple like statues or like busts of. I'm like, just gonna cultures. keep an eye on the horse that I that I bid on then. Okay. And keep an eye out still for the doctor. Okay. Oh, oh, I know exactly when the doctor's going to turn up. What am I doing? <sighs> Honestly, Seisha just turns to Blavin. Honestly, sometimes I'm so thick as she's signing her name. You're too hard on yourself, and that's beautiful penmanship. Thank you. I've spent my life trying to perfect it. It's fantastic. Dave, you're my hero. <laughs> you hold the pen just like this <laughs> I, I, I kind of hold it in a unique way i i think i was supposed to be left-handed but my father wanted me to be right-handed because you smudge the ink less so i learned to hold it this way that's fascinating my father said we're all born left-handed and then some of us sin Ooh, interesting <laughs> All right. It needs to be canon that Harold, though, is left-handed. <laughs> Are you left or right-handed? <laughs> Why do you have a hammer? <laughs> All that. right. Uh, within uh, 10 minutes, so uh, V, you still have the Bardic Inspiration. Mm -hmm. You hear an announcement from Willifort as you hear that the Grand Ball is about to begin, and you may... Uh, and you see many start to make their way towards the main ballroom as it begins to crowd. Yep. Ivan, could you do me a favor? Are you gonna sure. dance? What's that? Are you gonna dance? I do not dance. Could you do me a favor? Sure. Can you watch this? And if somebody outbids me, can you bid for me? I can actually do that, yes. Okay, great, thank you. 
What's your highest bid? Um, highest bid will be, let's see, it's at 680 now, 750. Fair enough. Make that 850 and I will toss you 100 gold. <laughs> 850. Sasha gives Harold a hug. <laughs> no worries. Very welcome. Okay. I'll remain in the room browsing the other signatures. All right. Then, do you all do you all head to the ballroom? Yes. Yes. Okay. I because I had actually said I was heading to the silent ballroom. I don't interfere with the interaction between Blavin and Seisha. Okay. However, knowing who he is and knowing what he's doing, I would like to look over what he's seen and try to memorize which noble's handwriting he has. Okay, you're just trying to follow his eyes to see which ones he's picking up in particular? Yep, that's it. Make a perception check. I've been doing so well on these today. Yeah. 15. I mean, it's really hard to see where someone's looking, especially when it's at a sheet of paper full of names. So, Fair I mean, enough. you can, I mean... Uh, the, I would say up to Dave on if you want to give him any of the names that might be on the lists. So he's close enough and he's he's not doing this in stealth? I, no. There's Yeah, there's nothing really to hide behind. I, I am happy to share as I'm going down, except, except specifically anyone in the party, but mm -hmm. I'm happy to point out certain names and mention you know, their, what interests they might have in terms of wealth and whatnot uh, based on the information that I have and just make casual conversation about it. Talk about the loop of the L. I, I acknowledge this and nod, but whenever the call goes to the main ballroom, I do follow. Okay, you're not going to bid on anything? <clears throat> I look around at a whole host of a room of crap I either can't afford or have no interest in. And just say, not my taste. Perhaps this is more afforded for royalty. Fair enough. I'm going to take the moment to, as we're walking into the ballroom, I'm going to lean down to Petunia and be like, I explained to you who the Harlequin was, right? Uh, it was three strings, correct? Right. Good. Just wanted to make sure you knew. So if you see him... Just let me know. What makes you think that he's here? I don't think he's here. I think he's dead. But I'm going to be looking over my shoulder the rest of my life, and if somebody's following me and they're sneaky, it likely could be him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, and faceless masks. That's another dead giveaway. You'll know the laugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How long before the dance? I think it's about to start. Okay. okay. Don't be worried. We're gonna we're gonna rock this. Okay. We'll see. Has knowledge of the ages on this? For what? For dancing? Uh, there might be a couple of roles, and you can make that choice if you so wish when that comes up. Okay. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right. So as you all enter. Back in, you see the entire area filled with couples paired off as they all encircle nearly every inch of the floor with room for everyone to join in. At the center, you see Victoro and Amalia Castellaner, and you realize you have not seen their children all night. 
Perhaps they are tucked away for the evening in their rooms upstairs, or perhaps their illness has taken to the better of them for the night. As, um, and then, yep, as the music starts up, it is soft and playful. As you notice every man bow to his partner before she curtsies in return. The eyes of each meet each other with a soft smile as their hands float to meet between them. First the left, and then the right. As the dance continues, it is methodical in its timing as everyone creates a mandala of movement that is perfectly mimicked between each couple before they intertwine together in an exchange of partners. Everyone that is doing this, uh, this thing, go ahead and make us a performance check. Knowledge of age is on dance. Okay. You can add your proficiency. I cannot do acrobatics on this, I assume. Uh, not yet. Hey, remember, you have you your... This you is have athletics. Uh, dance is a sport. <laughs> not this one. I do have party inspiration. Yeah, you still have your party inspiration. It hasn't been too much. I will use my inspiration. No, I will not use my inspiration. Oh, no, did it? Was it bad? It wasn't great, unfortunately. It's okay. <laughs> I may be able to cover for you. So it's a 12 total. All right. Hey, I, you match my, me. Mine's a 30 total. So mine's a 10. Okay. And all that happens is I say to Rainier, I just thought of a comeback. For Imperial, I hate that. I hate when that happens. You see him try to like, yeah. <laughs> I heard cheese. <laughs> yeah, he's upset. Yeah. I got a 16. Oh, okay. <laughs> you actually catch Renair off guard because he, like, he got an 11. He's like, probably not, the best time, yeah. probably not the best time. Maybe I just tell a good joke and we're both just hysterically laughing. <laughs> and he's, he, he laughs, of course. I should have uh, mentioned that. I just have really good taste. <laughs> you see a bunch of nobles' eyes just kind of stare in your direction as they're I have like, good taste. <laughs> hey, trying hey. to keep in time. As, as, as we're every... moving, and uh-huh. uh, if, I, if I'm close enough to V, I'm just going to go, remember, you're supposed to be inconspicuous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um... Boss, as you are not dancing, and you have been keeping an eye out, you do see a man that you recognize as the doctor standing um, on the edge of the room near a guarded door. Just kind of standing and waiting and watching. I'm just watching, kind of, not obviously inconspicuously, but I'm not approaching quite yet. Yep. Um, I look to see, is Gary L. Sation Blavin in this room? Uh, Gary and Seisha are dancing. Yep. Okay. Uh, Blavin, I, I believe, is in this room. Since I've been keeping an eye out for him? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm at the silent auction. Is that the same room? Mm-hmm. It is the next room over. Yep. Okay. I just, I wait. Then. Okay. okay. Uh, everybody is keeping in time except for uh, V and Renair who are laughing about uh, something that V has said as all of the eyes kind of turn to for them to keep up with the movement. Uh, now we need everybody to make an acrobatics check. Oh, no. <laughs> Better at this than performance. Oh. Really? Weirdly enough. 18. Nice. I got a good, I got a good oh one. Oh, my in. God. <laughs> oh, no. Petunia. 
I'm using a lucky for this one. <laughs> it's that bad? It's bad. I'm not doing this. I'm not dealing with this tonight. Watch it be worse. I better but not be worse. Not much better. <laughs> I rolled a 19. I rolled a 9. 13. 13's not bad. 13 isn't bad. Like, it's not bad. It's not the best. It's above average. <laughs> it's better no. than I would normally Is do. Is it my left foot or my right foot? I forget. Yeah, so at... <laughs> As you're going and moving, Renair kind of like as as y'all are doing y'all's moves together has kind of he's he hates nobles and he's had a couple to drink and as he passes someone he looks over and he's like too. you got a little smudge right there in your makeup as as he starts like laughing like kind of playing off and you see her go <gasps> <laughs> he, kind of throws, <laughs> he got an eight on his acrobatics check yeah how are the, how are we getting worse I rolled a nine so um yeah um. <laughs> I'm assuming Gary I guess V's just distracted. She's like, I mean, uh, also the easy dig is just uh, on um, Snome is that to ask about her like ridiculous acting career. Everybody knows she just pays her way to roles. <laughs> uh, and Harold will be with Petunia and just be like, you're doing great. Honestly. Uh, okay, that's really kind of you. I'm being genuine. You're doing fine. Uh, Harold, you got a 30 on the, the on the performance. On yeah. The performance. And I got a 19 on this one. I would say the only person that is out dancing uh, Gary L right now is Harold. Got it. Whoa. Wow. Nice. Nice. I rolled a natural 20. <laughs> My girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh. -uh. Oh, right. wait, just remembered. I forgot that she quit acting and just was with that Egbert guy. Uh, and uh, and as as this, you're starting to move partners because you... of this is just how these dances work. And, oh, God. And Renair goes, all right, focus. It's coming up. Jokes aside. Oh, Egbert, is it? Okay. And with that, uh, if you are going to slip it to Lord Starbuckler. Now's the time. You oh. and only you to roll a sleight of hand check. But you Me? still got Bardic Inspiration. I do, I got it. And because he's in on the plan, you can roll with it advantage because he is trying to make it go off as well. Okay, 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 you got this, you got this, you got this. Got this, you got this, girl. Just to make sure, I'm gonna do that inspiration. Yeah, roll a d8. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Like, just gotta make sure it passes. Even if it's 16. Okay. Okay. After about 10 minutes, the first dance concludes as everyone breaks away for more conversation, hors d'oeuvres, and drinks. You keep an eye on Starbuckler as he makes his way towards the powder room but disappears beyond the door into the piano room. After a few minutes, he returns and seems no worse for wear yet carries a glass of red wine cradled in his hand. After mingling with a few more nobles, everyone is ushered out of the ballroom to set tables for the feast. And after, and uh, that is what you see, but he does not seem to be staggered. He does not seem to be paled, um, but it also, it doesn't look like anybody is keeping an eye on him. 
Right. And he probably, like, my guess is he put it in the wine and he's just, he's playing it slow the right way you should play it. So I'm just going to go and sit down with the group and we're going to get a table. Uh, we weren't, we, I want to be off to, to the edge of one table away from everybody. Uh, well, the tables are being set up right now. Everybody's okay. pushed out of the ballroom. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Including the piano room as the entire house is being cleared. Is there uh, anything sadder than an empty piano? I want to try to approach the doctor. Um, you are going, okay, I, you, you can, but you are being asked to leave as the servants are beginning to set up for the feast. Okay. Um, just Do you want to continue to push your way past them? Um, just real quick. Um, doctor. Uh, okay. Uh, he catches your attention as he's standing by the only guarded door that you've come across, um, besides the, uh, the entrance downstairs into the main house. Um, we, we've met before. My name is Stacia Vallisbard. Um, I was hoping at some point to, if you have time this evening, to speak about the illness that's been plaguing the children in the city. I am busy tending to them. I understand. All right. I apologize. Thank you. Please enjoy yourself this evening. I'll try. And she will move away, but she's going to keep an eye on the doctor as best she can. Okay. Um, it is going to be hard. I'm yeah. going to be honest, because yeah. you are being pushed out of the house. I Oh, outside, outside. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. going out into the... Uh, I thought we were yeah. being pushed to another room. Okay. So no. you're being asked to leave. And I say, I don't, I don't mean push, push, but like you were literally... Yeah, yeah no, being, we're being guided. Politely <laughs> asked to get out. <laughs> we're being politely herded <laughs> like the cats we are. Yes, lady, um, please, if you don't oh, mind. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm on so my we, way. we are setting the tables for the feast. I understand. Thank you so much for your patience. Yep. It should be only about 30 minutes before everything is set. <laughs> She'll scurry outside. Uh, what are you all doing? I'm going to wander and keep an ear out and listen for rumors. Okay. Okay. Got it. Um, and keep an eye out for um, Lady Ag Agandar and Lady Snow, especially. Okay. The snotty one. When I see them, I want to try to circle around groups that ladies are looking at them and talking amongst themselves to see if I can get any dirt on those two bitches. Okay, noted. Um, you don't ask my fee. Go ahead and make a perception check. After about another half hour, keeping a watchful eye on Starbuckler, maybe thinking that he had drank the potion that's not working, Maybe he's decided not to go against it or not to go through with it. Or maybe that he is playing the slow game and not taking it all at once. That is until you notice he finishes his glass of wine on the veranda and you hear it shatter across the floor. A wave of gas and screams washes over the party, silencing the heart and all conversations instantly. A series of voices call out for the guards as the Castlelanders make their way to the older gentleman's body. What are you guys doing? So, I'm, oh. I'm mimicking the crowd, looking on in, in shocked, soft horror. Does the doctor look like he's approaching? Uh, he does not seem to be approaching yet. I wait, seeing if he's going to make a move. Okay. Um, as you stand um, amongst the crowd... 
uh, you hear Castellanters, uh, Victoro, and, and uh, Amalia call out for Dr. Obed Marsh, who then comes rushing out from uh, inside with a black leather medical bag. After a minute that seems to stretch on forever over him checking the body for pulse, for any uh, signs of uh, malicious uh, attacks. Come on. It is decreed that he has passed due to cardiac arrest. V turns out and goes, what's going on? Is this another performance? No, no, I no. think he's actually... This is it. Passed. I, y'all, I... V, go along with this. Never yeah, I, no, I'm sorry, that was Katie telling y'all that I was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Harold's going to... He's actually passed. Harold's going to shake his head and be like, nobles, and going to kind of yeah. just play couple, it off. You hear a couple whisper that like, oh, uh, is this the problems of uh, coffee? I hear that it gets your heart racing and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to drink it anymore. And then yeah. someone's like, well, I mean, he was old. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, running in from the front gate are the castle and our guards that clear a pathway for the watch that come to gather the body. They arrived fairly quickly, even for the sea ward. Yep. But yep. On, a, on a festival night, it is possible that their numbers are doubled and they could have just been close at that particular time. It is hard to say. But what is more odd is the fact that they arrived by paddy wagon, fortuitously ready to transport a body, living or dead. Harold's going to lean over to V and go, great job. I'm going to say the rest of the group silently enough we need to get the doctor to go with them what what why we need to separate him away from the rest of the castle under group he was the one who made the cause of death this may be an opportunity to get him off everyone everyone let us stay calm and not be enraptured in the chaos of unfortunate circumstance our hearts go out to the starbuckler family but Lord Starbuckler is in the hands of the watch, and if the gods be willing and time on their side, you will be returned to us by one of the nearby temples. Yes, let us not ruin our night as we invite you back inside as the feast is beginning. This way, everyone, please, this way. Uh, v lean towards Renair and goes, am I crazy or was that kind of ruthless? <laughs> Unfortunately, no, it's not. It's just nobles. You've... Welcome to the social sect of nobility. You... Don't let the dead guy ruin your party, am I right? You were just starting your step into the social gatherings of nobility. I just ignored yourself... everybody before. At least now we have dinner conversation. Yeah, let's go, let's go have some dinner. How about it, Petunia? Uh, I'm, I'm going to run to the powder room before I do that, but yes. Oh, by the way, um, Petunia. Yes. Um, the thing that I was talking to you about, mm -hmm. um, that, that jewelry piece that I was hoping would be here, not here. Oh, that's a shame. Um, I was really hoping to see it in the auction. Oh, well. Yeah, that's a shame, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you need company in the powder room? Um, you know, it couldn't hurt. Okay. Facial will go with her. Garyelle, would you save me a seat with you? 
That's Debonair. Of course, dearie. I would be honored. Fisher will give her a kiss on the cheek. Um, all right. Uh, as you all enter the ballroom, you see something else. But uh, let's start with Petunia and Seisha as you make your way back through uh, the piano room and into the powder rooms for a moment before returning to your seats. What are you doing? Um, Petunia's kind of got her eyes on the, the powder room. She's like, could you just, could you just keep the watch while I um, check on something? Yes, of course. Thank you. Um, I will stand at the door. And okay. if any ladies come up to try to go in, oh, you don't want to go in there. It's a delicate matter. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and they move on to another one. Um, and while I'm in there, I will, I so I don't have my spell book on me, but I do have my prepared spell list, correct? Correct. Yeah, correct. you, Just you do not get that. to change what, but you can still cast. Okay. And... There is not a lot of rhyme or reason behind this, but I just want to be sure we don't have run into any other surprises tonight. I'm going to cast Locate Creature on three strings. Oh. Did you take the time to cast? Okay. Because I have met him. I'm just yeah, looking at, uh, yeah. I'm looking at material costs and stuff like that in action times. Okay. Um, you do not feel the presence of one Matrum Merrick. Okay. And, uh, okay. Cool. All right. I feel better now. All right. She will. Um, I guess I can't really keep the spell up, can I? Yeah, it lasts an hour. Can? Okay, excellent. I will just, I'll keep it up. Yep. If okay. I can. Okay. The range cool. on that. Yeah, the range. A thousand feet, same as uh, locate yeah. object. Cool. So that's they're fun spells. Pretty mm -hmm. wide. Well, but we're in, we're in where Starbucks going. So. Everything okay? Yeah, I just you know gut feelings sometimes can just get the better of you, and I figured I'd get that off before I you know, stuff it with food. Are you ready? Yep. Yeah. Let's go eat. Awesome. All right. Oh, by the way, you look really pretty tonight. Thank you. Thank you bought this dress. Thank you. No, it looks so pretty on you. You look beautiful tonight too. Oh, thanks. I'm starving. Have the best looking date here. Well, uh, <laughs> I suppose we all think that. I know. Not, not, not boss. <laughs> Let's agree. I am so happy for Voss's new dating ventures. Hey, how many of those have you had? What? Nothing. You all enter back into the ballroom, now outfitted with eight tables spread out in a radial design of a sun. The ninth center table set aside for Lord and Lady Castellanter. Each table arranged to seat six with assigned placements. A brass plaque rests holding a white pressed and embossed name card. What throws you off guard, though, is everyone is divided up amongst the tables. Gariel and Seisha, you are at one. Harold and Petunia at another. Followed by Voss and Blavin. At a third, separated as a triangle, and then, uh, and then last is um, V and Renair. All separated. Uh, from each other. So she looks at Gary, all this is going to be fun. And you are all 
sectioned out so that there is a table in between each of you as to not be adjacent to one another. Okay. This confusion seems to be shared across the faces of all the nobles. As you notice, a lot of them seem to be paired, but separated from, the common, uh, from those commonly in their social cir uh, circles. A few of the once empty seats are filled due to the extra invitations gifted to you by the Doom Raiders. Makes sense. They want their party guests to mingle. Introduce them to new people by putting them at different tables. After a few minutes uh, of murmurs, the banquet hall opens as a multitude of servants pour in, all carrying silver domed serving trays as they place a plate in front of each of you. The first is a pile of small, soft pink and brown meaty triangles that are peacock and flamingo tongues covered in thin shavings of fey truffles. The second plate is a small, spiky, and juicy cockatrice covered in a stag antler reduction sauce. And the third plate is a spiced jacouli encrusted with cashews and fried and boggle oil. The last plate is an almond powdered dryad fig cake drop with a pixie piss glaze, all served with water as to not taint the palate to taste the myriad of strange and unique and bold flavors. Lastly, everyone is served a fey wine that tastes like fermented mixture of honey, crushed flowers, and a secret ingredient some say is distilled moonbeams. That's lovely. Uh, Amalia, Amalia and Victoro stand to address the room. At the end of the dinner. First. We want to thank everyone for joining us today. Blessed are we are for your charitable donations. We cannot thank you enough for the donations you have already raised in our efforts to make sure the innocence of our children and downtrodden do not go on any further. For this money, we will be fighting against the forces that plague our children with such horrible disease. They, like many others, shall be receiving the best care to bring our darlings back to us. Every effort made will stretch out across the whole of Faerun, so no others shall suffer in their likeness. Cheers, and happy midsummer. And everyone drinks. And everyone dies. Sorry. I stick to I water. Help myself. <laughs> you stick to water? Yep. Okay. I also don't drink if I don't have to. Okay. That's fine. You still have your you still have a, a, a wine glass filled with water. I drink. Um Doctor is here. Uh, the doctor you see actually at um, this moment come and speak to uh, Lord and Lady Castellanter. Um, Too far away for me here, I assume. Uh, you're all kind of in the area if you want to make a perception check. I would like I to very much so. Okay. This should work. 16. 17. <laughs> hey. Okay. You both hear quieted whispers 
That's... I'm going to go check on the children now. I assure that everything has been carried out successfully. And you see a little panic kind of in their eyes as they nod. Thank you for everything you've done. And you watch the uh, doctor start to head out. Leave? Yes. And you see him go towards the uh, guarded door. Okay. All right. I look at Blavin. I flutter my eyes. Fearing this may be the last chance we have to get this guy. I uncork the bottle of assassin's blood and I put it in my own wine glass. You're either very brave or very stupid. I'm really fine with either though, go ahead. We need to attract his attention. And I drink it. You, oh, I know what you're drinking. Oh, good Lord. Okay, make a con save. What? I intentionally fail. That's what I do if I can. Yeah, can you intentionally fail? Oh my god! Oh no! What the fuck, man? I'm gonna need Blaven to tell me really fast that this was intentional. Oh no! You know, one death at a party is probably not a showstopper, but two, we may have a poison panic on our hands now. I know. I know. I can survive this. But, but it's going to become obvious that poison is probably now involved at this party. And not a heart attack. Yep. As you drink, uh, what was your total? Oh, um, I can't fail on purpose. I can't, I suppose. Uh, No, not with this. Damn, I do succeed then. It's a 14. Eliminate that from my I thought you could. If not I can't, really I can't. With, uh... I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna fight it. Yeah. This is so bad. Well, sometimes a uh, constitution just is like a we state of being, them. not so much like you... you're fighting the effects. I... You still take poison damage. Okay. So you take five points of poison damage, and, and okay. as you go to even like take it and yeah and even mimic the effects taking place uh go ahead and just give me a either performance or deception check your choice it's i'm either way natural 20. okay you you watch as you go down and everyone gasps and looks as you watch as he looks to you and turns and exits through the door as all of a sudden, two people from every table start convulsing the same as Voss, as black ichor spills out across the table, staining the white sheets in this inky tar that has a silver sheen to it. Oh no. You watch their bodies start to convulse 
and torn and tear as their skin begins to fold in over itself. They scream out in pain as you watch horns rip their way out of their heads. You watch as a pair, watch as the arm quivers and the skin breaks and twists and grows a tentacle as barnacles start to grow off the side of the face. This, this silver, this inky silver fluid looks like what I took from the altar, doesn't it? Yep, it definitely looks like the black, silvery, uh, like milkish type stuff. I, I, I look up at, I look up at the castle lanterns and they don't look surprised at all, do they? Make an insight check. Uh, V takes a second, looks at her own drink, like, uh, uh, checking parts of her body. Is... Natural 20, 25. Okay. What you see is heartbreak. You notice that they expected this, but they don't want it. Almost but... like their hand is forced. Like maybe their child is kidnapped or something. Seisha grabs Gariel's hand. Come with me. No, you go. I got this, darling. You need to go after that man. Go. I know, I know. And so she can, takes off in the direction of that guarded room. Can Va- Voss get up? Can uh, V notice that she do that and follow her? Yep. And yep. When, as you do this, yeah. the mayor goes, go, I got this. Go. Okay. Okay. All right. Yep. Takes Mark, off after Seisha. What's Voss's situation? Uh, Voss is, I don't know. Uh, his performance was really good. <laughs> All right. So maybe he missed good. everything. So I slapped him. I slap him. I'm like, dude, no need to perform. Gotta go. I get up and follow as I has unsuccessfully poisoned myself. <laughs> Wait, but holy shit, the timing. Yeah. And and then, that was impeccable yeah. timing. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm mad you, I wasted a sass. No, but you did, but here's the thing. You didn't though, because he thinks you're dead. Awesome. He 100%, he, he turned, he looked at you, he was like, oh good, it's working. He doesn't know you're alive. If you show up, it's going to be fucking scary. I'm assuming oh, that one of us or our date We don't look suspicious because someone in our group also was poisoned. Were there two people the case. Our, Hold there on. Two people yeah, guys, let's comment down. Yeah. I was going to say, there's two people from every table. Right. None of the of you or your dates were affected. Okay. Um, you see Mert join side by side with Renair and Gariel as they mm-hmm. begin to hold off. And uh, Mert looks at the castle lanterns and goes, Don't you fucking even think about going anywhere. Your asses are mine. You lot, get out and chase down that fucker. Seisha stops for a second, runs back to Gariel, reaches down to the slit in her dress, grabs a dagger, and takes off after the doctor. Okay. Uh, you see Gariel toss a dagger to Renair, uh, as Renair has a uh, steak knife in the other hand. <laughs> Wait, hey. Mert. Eyeglass, what do you want? There's chaos brewing. Wait, wait, okay, I'm sorry. Out of, out of thing. He's, he's the one who had the thing that has the weapons, right? No, 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 no. That's Maloon. Maloon, fuck, I get Mert and Maloon's names confused all the time. I'm gonna run after this doctor. Never mind, I run after with my bare fists. I'm ready to fight. Seisha, as you start to make your way towards, um, the, the, the door, you see something catch your eye through both windows leading down into the courtyard. What do I see? Making a, basically, running. 
What you do I see? The doctor. You see the doctor. I am heading after his ass. Okay. Um, that is to know that V and Harold would know this. The guarded door leads into the house, the non-public area, but you can easily take the other es- exit uh, to chase after him. As as I pivot to go that way, BFGs! I run on top, I run a Sasha. And I'm just tearing ass out that door. Okay. I'm running as fast as I can. Oh, is that faster? I'm gonna before I leave, as I'm like running, I pause. I turn to look at the cast landers. I go, and my name was never Bill, assholes. And then I'm gonna keep running. You you see them just even more heartbreak as they don't fuck them. Yeah, I don't care. I told you they were too nice. Man, oh god, Harold's so destroyed right now. That's the net. Like every person in his past has betrayed him now. Holy shit! All right, let's keep going. And as yeah. I'm assuming, is everybody following? Blavin, what are you doing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm following. Okay. okay. Uh, and as you all make if your way happening, out. If we happen to go by any tables that have the signature sheet from the auction, I'm happy to grab some of those on my way out. But uh, you're, you're not. It's on the other oh. side. Yeah. Oh. I know. Um, <laughs> you all run out. You start chasing through the streets. Um, and you start making your way uh, southeast. And as you do, a carriage pulls up next to you. We'll get in. And I'm gonna fling the door open so everybody can get inside. They should jump hop in. The balloon. Uh, and uh, as you, you Actually, jump on- Actually, no, Seisha summons Bernie and jumps on. I'm going to reach in and pull out your sword and hand it to you. Grab it as I'm riding past. Take your shield and hand it to you. Grab it as I'm riding past. Oh, no, her. Yeah, and then I'll hand your shield. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm basically gonna give everybody- arm me. Yep. Yeah. So you start arming everybody. Everybody seems crowded into this one carriage, uh, hanging okay. on as you start making, and Seisha riding on Bernie, as you start making your way southeast. And you actually watch as you take off and you're trying to catch him, and you watch as he actually begins to take flight and move at extreme speed. How far away? Having... How fast is he moving? Uh, he's moving 150 feet around. Holy he is moving fast. Bernie but can fly. You're... I'm going 120 following him because Bernie's yep. movement is 60. Yep. Okay, oh. so you are able Die. to keep eyes on him. Yeah. You're not going to leave, but you, there is no way that you're going to be able to catch him. Right. And we'll say um, just as uh, you're keeping your eyes on him, you see something large start to appear over the horizon, getting closer and closer as you recognize the God Catcher. And that is where we're going to end tonight's session. One thing, I want to make note of what he's wearing specifically. Okay. Uh, He is wearing all blacks. um, Oh, no, I just need an image of something he's wearing because his spectacles would probably be the most identifiable thing. Yep. Yeah. Um, They're very round and have a silver sheen to them. Okay. um, And they uh, cover the sides and wrap around right. the ear. Okay. But yes, as you race your way towards the God Catcher, one of the Titan statues of Waterdeep. That is yeah. where we are. Why are we specifying that, guys? No reason. That's the like armored giant shield guy. Uh, no, that's the uh, the one that's buried okay. halfway in the ground, with reaching up. God Catcher is the one. With the or... hands up, with the yeah. hand yep. up. Okay, okay, okay. Yep. Uh, yes, pure chaos. Um, <laughs> 
like we said, the tonight was going to be chaos with all the stuff that is happening. Um, uh, one other person that you saw join in the foray uh, was the uh, thespian. Nice. Yeah. yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Um, I am irritated that I didn't get my dance with Jarlaxle, though. Ah, uh, there was probably a time where you two... Oh, not at y'all, just at the yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah. It there was, was not, probably there was... a time where you hands and in, moved in, on to the next partner in the crowd, okay. but, but not a private dance. Yeah. And <laughs> that is how he was able, able to, say to dance. dance with Jarlaxle. And that is how he was able to dance with everyone that wanted to dance with him. Uh, thank you for viewing. For those that have not entered, uh, enter hashtag beyond uh, for your chance at Archmage's dice and uh, uh, Blacksmith's dice. Yep. And then enter hashtag Eldritch for your chance to win an Eldritch Foundry miniature. Uh, they have some new spooky stuff. Yeah. Uh, we'll give a couple seconds on that before we pull that winner. Oh. And, uh... Can 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 I mention something that Devin and I are involved in while we're waiting? Sure. Um, every Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Thread Raiders uh, Twitch channel, Devin and I and D&D Jordan Lee from chat are involved in a stream of Icewind Dale, Rime of the Frost Maiden. And Devin's character may or may not have ties to D4. So it's good stuff. You should tune in. Uh, that's every Saturday at 3 p.m. Awesome. On Thread Raiders. Yes. Thread Ra Raiders Twitch channel. Yes. It's good uh, stuff. Uh, thank you for joining us, Dave. Uh, your sassiness is always appreciated. It's always a pleasure. Is he is he still with us? Is he going to be with us next week? Yes, he is still with us. <laughs> awesome. Hell yeah. Makes me so happy. Unfortunately. <laughs> you know you love it. It's so good. The banter between you two is so good. I love uh, it. I'm sorry, I never heard your total roles for uh the the bitchy rumors. Oh, I got um I think it was a it was a sixteen or a seventeen. I don't remember which one it was. I'm going to take those bitches down in my book. Uh, okay. Um, uh, all right. Winners. We have winners. Uh, winners of the Eldritch Foundry miniature is uh, Red Bull True. Uh, Ooh, yay. Congratulations, Red Bull True. I will be in touch with you uh, via Twitch Whispers. And the winner of the dice is Strike Red Kite. Yay, Strike. Oh. Congratulations, Strike. Uh, reminder, we uh, have other giveaways that are possible through our D4 Extra Life uh, giveaways. Uh, we are less than 250 away from giving away one of our custom maps that we've made and used on stream. Uh, and uh, just we want to thank everyone that has donated. And if you can't donate it, uh, please just spread the word so that we can help give these kids a life of adventure. Um, and with that, be excellent to each other. May you always roll with advantage. Good night, everybody. That's all we have time for today, but you can catch more of our adventures every Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on www.twitch.tv slash rockpunchatl. Or you can continue tuning into the podcast, which releases every Sunday on a one-week delay. Hope to see you then. Have a great one. Rock punch.